Welcome to the 14th session of our Smoke and Snow campaign, a game set in a world where people struggle to reclaim their ancestral homeland of Valconan. Once shrouded by great glaciers, but now once again habitable, our campaign focuses on the adventures of a group of people who arrived in Valconan and helped settle the small coastal village of New Sealand. This game uses the Old School Essentials rules published by Necrotic Gnome and Foundry Virtual Tabletop. Last session, our heroes visited the small, burgeoning settlement of Deer Sun, exchanging promises of trade, mutual protection, and also warning the settlers about an evil they believe to be lurking below the mountains and the glaciers. An evil they believe is awakening as the ice begins to melt. They made an alliance of sorts with a ragtag but proficient group of bandits haunting the Whale Song Woods and robbing traders who pass nearby. Bandits with a particular grudge against a man named Seth Brannan, the second in command of Fort Eastburn. The leader of the bandits, a young woman named Remember McCord, told them how the evil Brannan had poured poison into the ears of Lord Moses Eastburn, the ruler of the fort, reducing the once noble lord to a weak and feeble shadow of the man that he had been, fearful and hesitant to listen to anyone else due to her investigations of Brannan, McCord had been branded a traitor and was forced to flee Fort Eastbourne with those few men who believed her story. They narrowly escaped with their lives after being confronted by Brannan and his soldiers. McCord warns the heroes that Brannan possesses vile, dark powers and makes strange irregular pilgrimages into the southern end of the Grey Heights mountain range to the east of the fort. It was after the first of these pilgrimages that Brannan changed and seemed to become more powerful, bending the ear of Lord Eastburn. Eager to discover the source of these ungodly powers and put an end to Brannan's witchery, we now join our heroes as they trek towards Khan Pass, a disputed area that cuts through the mountain range of the Grey Heights. Okay, so we start off with you guys traveling from the bandit encampment that you visited previously towards the area where you've been told that Seth Brannan makes his sort of strange mountain pilgrimages. So, you will be traveling. Uh, if I can select the right tool, that'd be handy, wouldn't it? There you go. Oh, quick question there, John. Of course, go ahead. It, it, it came up in the, uh, the um, intro there, the the fact that the Khan Pass is disputed, that was disputed Indeed. between... It's disputed between the two forts, yeah. Forts, yeah, yeah. The lords of both forts are seeking to claim this area because they believe that when Valconan becomes more settled, the pass will be become of greater strategic and trade importance. Yeah. yeah. So, because yeah. obviously whoever holds it can tax people passing through it and stuff mm. like that. So... As I've said, we join our group as they're travelling from the bandit encampment to this cave that Seneschal Brannan is believed to have travelled to and gained these 
strange sort of evil powers that he's reputed to have. It's going to take you guys a couple of days to travel there because obviously your movement will be slower because you're moving across mountainous and forest terrain. So you will need to deduct two rations for each of you. However, I believe Brother Lomas is planning to do some foraging on the way. So why don't we have a look at that first? Perhaps he'll be able to ameliorate the need for you to use as many of your rations if his foraging is successful. So, Brother Lomas, let's say you've got two days of traveling, so potentially you've got two opportunities to forage. Now, if you're, if you're doing opportunistic traveling, which would be your normal movement, which is obviously half because you're moving through forests. That's just you like looking around as you're moving. If you guys choose to halve your movement rate again, which would obviously mean it would take you four days to get there, you could do some dedicated foraging, which is more likely to yield you a decent result, but it obviously takes longer. There's more chance for random encounters. Now, this is what you want to do about this. It's a conversation you guys can have had before you set off so decide between you are you going to take two days to travel there do a little bit of opportunistic foraging on the way or are you going to slow things down take four days potentially get more stuff but also potentially run into more trouble it's over to you guys which do you fancy and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll point out as you're moving before you ask me your question that the temperature has dropped slightly and there is an icy cold rain falling as we begin the session. You had a question for me, uh, Malcolm. Uh, so while Brother Lomas is foraging, could myself and Weimar be hunting? No, the um, the foraging and hunting is like a party endeavour. Okay. So whoever makes the role is just like leading the efforts, but everyone gets involved. So again, this is why you guys need to decide how long you want to take and what you want to do in terms of foraging and hunting and stuff like that. So it's over to you guys. Feel free to have a discussion. Decide what you want to do. Let me know. We'll get the dice rolls made. While you're having a little think about it, I'm going to shut the door to minimise the noise. And then once you've decided, we'll come back, we'll make those dice rolls, and we'll move you onto the mountains. Um, what's, your, what's your chance of hunting? I guess yours is the highest, isn't it? Uh, is it two in six? or? I think it might be five. Is that even when sort of travelling rather than dedicated? Uh... Because mine has to be dedicated to get a, a better chance. Yeah, so I have five and six while hunting. Um, but I only get food, whereas you could also get herbs. Um, and there's no there's no real plenty of food. Yeah, uh, but yours, yours isn't affected by you don't have to slow down, whereas I have to slow down to dedicate a bit more. Um, so maybe it's worth doing the first day just hunting. And if you're successful, then maybe. Oh, split it so it would take three days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's a, a penalised 
sort of no speed adjustment or anything for the hunting. Uh, but it's a two, it's a yeah, but if we do hunting first and then foraging, it's oh no, I was, I was talking about if you get some food on the second day, I'll just take a two in six chance while we're still traveling rather oh. than sort of concentrating on it. Just oh. yeah, but really, food is not. No shortage of food. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mal okay. Malcolm's basically saying you're rolling in vittles at the minute. We have two ponies laden with food. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm I'm picturing us oh. like we have our rations, and then our monk friend brings out the fungi trolley. You know, rather than the sweet trolley, he just brings out this little trolley with all the fungi of the forest. You think, God, brother Lomas is walking out. He's like champignon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, if if that's the case, then I'm happy to just go normal speed and just try my luck on two days. You know. Okay. So, so if I'm correct, you're going to take two days and you're going to do some opportunistic foraging. Yeah. I'll, on those I'll two go days. For that if if we're not short of food, by the. Okay. So, do you want to make your opportunistic foraging rolls, Brother Lomas? Okay. You get two of them. I know you're all on full hit points, so we don't need to worry about rest or anything like that. Okay, I, uh, I'll roll them both together. It doesn't matter which day, which way around it does. So, uh, I believe that is one success. Or two. Yeah, two and six chance. All right, fair enough. Sorry, the dice rolls a bit of it slow coming up for me. Oh, right, sorry. There, there uh, we go. So, two and a three. Yeah, two and a three I've got. Yeah, so what's your basic chance? Because I know you get a different... It's two it's and two six in for a six. fire, isn't it? Yeah, and then five and six if if you take a, a Okay, slow. so you've been successful on one of those. So, so I'm going to roll a dice. There's an even chance of you finding like food or finding like herbs and mushrooms. So one to three is food. Okay, so it's herbs or mushrooms. So let's see what he's found. Did you hear that, Weimar? Mushrooms incoming! <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so boy. what you have managed to find is, as you're sort of opportunistically scavenging as you're moving along, you have found a, a, a bunch of what is called spirit hame. It is a delicate, it's like the delicate sort of curved leaves of a rare moss. You know that when it's, I'll tell you the effects because you're a herbalist, you know this sort of thing. If it's crushed and applied to wounds, it can cure 1d3 hit points. However, it loses its effectiveness quickly, so you can only benefit from one use of the herb a day. So what I'm going to do is, because I know you get double use, don't you? So. Yeah, okay. What I'm going to do is I am going to just pop you two doses of that on your carrot sheet. But that is an instant effect, is it, when you apply that one? It, it, it's not instant, instant. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's not yeah, overnight. Sort no, of. no, it's, it's pretty much as you apply it. So there's one cool. and there's two on your carrot sheet. Nice. Yeah, so you find that as you're moving through the mountainous regions of the Whale Song Forest, as you travel, the the trees start getting a little bit thinner, 
the peaks of the mountains start getting a little steeper as you're moving into the southern end of the Grey Heights mountain range proper. As you approach the area that the, the McCord's bandits told you about, you can see to the right of you as you travel, so to the south, you can see this long, narrow pass stretching off into the distance through the Grey Heights mountains running in a southeasterly direction and you think this must be the the disputed pass that you were told about since it seems to provide not a straight but like a clear route through the otherwise quite tall and forbidding mountains. Luckily the cave that you have been told about is on the sort of edge of the mountain so you're not having to go like into the, the tallest peaks. As you continue to walk it does start getting quite cold. Obviously, this freezing cold rain is falling and you're gaining altitude. However, the, the sort of the general sort of mist and aura of damp that was pervading the forests appears to lessen a bit and the air feels a little bit crisper and a little bit cleaner as you start to like rise up out of the the canopy of the trees walking up these mountains and then sure enough after a few hours travel towards the start I'm assuming you set off pretty early towards the start of the third day you spy what appears to be a large cavernous cave mouth so almost like a, a yawning mouth in the side of one of the smaller mountains What do you do? I guess this fits the description of the cave entrance we're looking for. It does indeed. Okay. Uh, is there any light coming from within it? Can we see from this distance? You cannot see any light coming from inside the cave. And it appears quite dark inside. Any, any sign of disturbance around the area? Uh, not as far like as you little can see. War, like a worn track or anything like that. Not as far as you can see, no. Any smell? Can we smell anything like a stinky bear or stinky animal <laughs> smell? Oh, that's the worst kind of bear. Stinky troll smell? Don't want any more trolls. But roll, me, roll me a D6. Okay. A four. Okay, as you're sort of you're sniffing around the the opening of the cave, you don't you don't really smell anything sort of like animalistic as you're sort of looking around. However, as you're sort of sniffing, you you don't like that old. Um, you get the smell of that like sort of almost like slightly stale water. All right, like stagnant. Uh -uh. Yeah, coming from inside. Oh, I can smell. Stagnant water. Mm. And there's also, as you stand there and you're saying that, and you're like, you're sort of like, you're not going in, but you're sort of like sniffing around the entrance. There's also a, a very faint sort of underlying note of vegetation. You know, like if you go into a greenhouse and you yeah. get that, well, like with tomatoes, and you get that Tomato smell of the smell. sort of greenery. Yeah. There's, there's a faint, well. there's a faint underlying smell like that just below the sort of smell of like slightly stagnant water. Oh, so somebody could be growing something. This could be some some hydroponics. 
Should I sneak in for a look? It might it might By be a good means. idea. If if you're if you if you're proper stealthy about it, Malcolm. I'm always stealthy, Leo. Except that one time. <clears throat> okay. Um Okay. How bad is the smell, John? Do we think it's like quite bad or just No, it's it, it's it's a it's a very faint smell. It, it's not like causing you to gag or anything. It's not terrible. It's just like a very faint smell. Okay. Okay, so then I will uh take out my bow, notch an arrow, and I will creep into the cave stealthily. Okay. Would you like to to make me some sort of sneaky stealth roll? I will. It's a bit of a smell of cultivation, really. See, our man could be growing something. Yeah, you you notch an arrow. You sneak into the cave using your dark vision. It's. It's a fairly sort of roundish cave. It's about 40 by 40, give or take, your estimate. Um, it's a, a rocky cave. There's nothing particularly unusual about it. There's a, a little bit of moisture that's obviously like condensation style, like dripping from like stalactites in the, the ceiling. The main feature for you is near the centre of this round cave is what appears to be a like a drop in the floor, which appears to drop down into like further caves below. Okay. And does the drop in the floor look natural or does it look like it was carved out? It, it looks as though it was, you're no expert, but it looks as though it was natural. You, you sort of have a quick peek down it and you can see there's further caves beyond sort of the range of your vision. You would guesstimate it's maybe like sort of 10 feet down Okay. And does the smell is the smell from down there like fresh or is it the same dank? It's the same slightly dank smell coming from down there. However, the, the slight smell of sort of like vegetation is a little bit stronger. Not much, but a little bit noticeably stronger when you sort of sniff down the hole. Okay. Okay. So I will creep back outside. Uh, and explain to the party that there's a <clears throat> there's a hole in the ground that it looks like the caves go deeper underground. Um, I think we should find somewhere nearby to hide the ponies and our gear and kind of head down and see what we can see. John, would this subterranean cultivation be something, if it is... Would this be something consistent with dwarven culture? Would I would I recognise this as a something that goes on? Well, all right. Let, let me let me pose you a question in response to that. What is it you'd be hoping to find out or know by by this? What is it you're trying to sort of like remember or recall specifically? Oh, um. I guess I'm just trying to get a, uh, a little bit of 
insider knowledge on you know um what we might might be going into so it if okay. these are you know are, are these familiar smells is this you know it's, is this something that i know of it's or, not distinct enough for you to make out a particular plant but I'll, I'll tell you for nothing that obviously you know there are there are fungies moss various ferns and other plants that are capable of growing underground in very shallow soil as one of the Kalna, one of the dwarves you will know that because obviously your people grow stuff underground mm-hmm. so you will know there are there are definitely a variety of plants that grow underground but you're just getting a general sort of like um, foliage sort of smell it's not distinct enough for you to to pick out exactly but, what but, sort of but there's a certain familiarity yes to, yeah i think, I think yeah, so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, huh. Yeah. Seems like this 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 fellow's up to something. Um, I I can smell, I can smell the the familiar smell of plant cultivation. I'm I'm wondering if he's he's, he's if there's some sorcery afoot. There's. It's certainly heard of that people would use, you know, plants and such as ingredients for such mm. black magic. I've yeah. heard of such anyway. Yeah, he, he, he's he's probably um, got got some ingredients that he needs, and perhaps this is where he's cultivating them. Well, maybe if maybe if we destroy or remove them, then his powers would weaken over time. Yeah. Yeah, but with a place valuable to him like that, this is, I think we can expect some guardians. Hmm. Would Malcolm be able to detect any sort of um, footsteps or tracks or anything? Is that something you may be able to help us with? Uh, I think so... You certainly have the tracking ability. Yeah. If this guy's got a power over plants and things like that, we might want to be be cautious. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll have a quick look around and see if there are any tracks or any what might be, you know, animals or uh, you know, travelers passing by or whether there's anything like that at all. Okay, make me a maybe a tracking roll. The the chance of success is listed on on your ability on your character sheet. It's based on your level. It's a D one hundred percentile chance. Okay. Let me know if you succeed, and I'll tell you if you see anything. Okay, so that will largely depend on whether you want to add all of the modifiers. No, I'm just going to do it straight with your uh, with your total as it is, though. That would be a no. Okay. So you do have a look around, however, you don't see any signs of tracks. Definitely confident he has no guards or anything. Should definitely just go down into the into the scary hole. Into the cove. Mm. Um I'm a bit I'm a bit concerned by these 
as you said, these this plants or whatever is being cultivated. Maybe we should um, try and construct some sort of face mask or something to protect us from any spores in the air or something that could have some effect on our minds. Well, obviously, the uh, at the sort of time, the, the standard method of producing a a face covering to like, protect yourself from anything like is to take a piece of cloth, thoroughly soak it in a source of ammonia, and then wrap it around your face and just sort of like live with the smell. Because obviously we know that like ammonia is mostly found if you're in a bind in well piss. Piss, yeah, basically. Hmm. But um we could at least start by making some sort of cloth thing and then uh, add to it when the appropriate moment <laughs> arrives. Leopold Stavish will not settle for half measures. He will break <laughs> out the sack, piss upon the sack, and put it over his head with a couple of ice slots. The pissy sack. Okay, so as you're watching, as you guys are watching, Leopold pulls out Hessian sack, gets like his small knife out, cuts hey, two jagged... I wonder what you was going to say then. C- 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 calm down. Cuts two... Cuts two jagged eye holes in. Then he then he whoops out his massive hammer, moves it out of the way. Then he he <laughs> he, fl- he flops his own block and tackle out. Pees noisily all over this, like thoroughly soaking this sack. Sort of rings it out a bit so it's not too soaked. Then he sticks it over his head, and you can see his eyes like peeking out through the the pissy holes. What are you looking at? Get on with it. After you. Right. And I, I will also light up my lantern. Okay. I want a good source of light to be going in here. So, if you guys are moving in, I will move you onto the map, which may take a little time to load, I'm afraid, because it is quite a big map. I shall also do something similar to uh, Leopold, but a lot more um, just half the face covered. And uh, I, I shall hopefully have a more fragrant alcohol <laughs> smell from my <laughs> okay. half measures. I'm just waiting for the the map to load up on my screen. So like I say it's quite a a big map, so it'll probably take a while to load. So apologies for that. It's come up on mine. I've got it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the um, the, the secondary screen I've got open that the OBS has been captured on to load it up. Let me just try refreshing and see if that helps. Ah, there we go. Lovely jubbly. Okay. Let me stick some atmospheric cave music on. There's a green arrow pointing to the trampoline. Were you supposed to jump on that? That's fine. The green arrow effectively shows that's the hole. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. I it so, was. as you're looking at it, obviously you can see the sort of the passageway underneath it. But that's just to indicate that that's the hole. So is you got to so, the left. Is that the outdoors where we where we came from? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. 
well this is this is the exit to to the cave the bit that's sort of over here is on the lower level oh okay right and of course as soon as i um the very instant i clicked on f5 to refresh my window that was when the map loaded and it's now refreshing itself so <laughs> t t typical typical oh. what are we what are we going to do with the ponies uh, I think we'll find somewhere. Could we bring them just into the entrance here? Yeah, I was just wondering if we could secure them in the sort of... Just in the shelter of the doorway or something. Yeah, if that's what you want to do, you can certainly do that. If that'll keep them out of sight, to just... I'm concerned that someone might find them. Um, but there's no tracks. There hasn't been anyone here in weeks. We should be fine. Right, I think what I'm going to do, guys, because my um, my browser is really not playing, I am going to switch the my OBS to my my sort of GM screen. I just have to rely on you guys not to look at the um, the stream while we're gaming. Just give me a moment. Apologies. Again I don't even that. know what this witchcraft you speak of is. Uh, this, well, right. this stream, this magic stream, magic stream of OBS, black magic. Yeah, there's there's al already been one stream. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say that's not the stream I'm concerned with at the minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, okay. So I think it's actually um, just loaded on my browser, so that's handy. The stream of dwarven gold. The stream of justice. Oh, there's more of a puddle. <laughs> well, a dribble. It, it takes all sorts. The monkey's dribble of doom. So, as I say, you guys are in this small round cave, roughly 40 by 40 feet. Each square is five foot as normal. The green arrow points to the hole in the floor. As Malcolm told you, it drops down roughly 10 feet, and then you can see that there's a sort of like craggy, like further caves beyond it. So we're heading away roughly to the north. Should we find a good securing point for a rope? And uh... well, if you if you could lower me down, if 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 you like assisted me, we could just like, you know what I mean, lean over and just dangle down. It by the time we've hung down, it'd only be like a couple of foot, wouldn't it? I was more concerned about getting back up. You're too cautious. I have a grappling hook and a rope. Well, that sounds suitable. Is there like stalactites? There are stalagmites coming up from the floor and stalactites coming down from the ceiling. Okay, so I think we'll wrap the rope around one of the stalagmites coming up from the floor and our good friend Leo will drop down and if he survives, we'll follow. Yep. I no. will survive. <laughs> Not a problem. So you all drop down in this hole using the rope. There's no problems getting down there. So I'm just going to move you all to there. And you can now sort of gain access to this passageway. So sort of heading up to the north, which is on the lower level. Now, what I'm going to suggest, just to speed things up, is I'm going to suggest that you have one person who is the party leader, 
and they basically select all of the tokens and move them at once. So whoever you choose to do that, you can basically just drag a rectangle around all four of the tokens, and then you can just sort of either use the arrow keys or sort of drag them to move the whole party, which you can see I'm just doing at the minute. Just to speed but, things up rather than have everyone have to like move their tokens individually and whatnot. Obviously, if you split up, you can. We can deal with that as and when. Who's the scoutiest, scoutiest person? I am. Then I vote Malcolm. <laughs> um, I'll other... be right behind you. The other thing I'll be is... right next to you if you like. I'll start... If we go two by two, I'll, I'll go up front. I'll, I'll what... be your left-hand man. One thing I will tell you guys that you'll notice immediately is as uh, Leopold stood there and he's like, I vote Malcolm. Like In the distance, you're going like, Malcolm, Malcolm. Oh, it's a bit echoey, is it? And the other consideration is, I assume we all need light to be able to see. Yeah, I've got a lantern of light. But I'm just wondering if Malcolm should go ahead of us so it doesn't affect his dark vision somewhat and we can keep the light behind. Yeah, I could do that. In which case... Did you want to, did did you... You want to die, Malcolm? <laughs> well, if if you're going to split up, I suggest what we do is we have Malcolm move up ahead, and then we have one of you three move the rest of the party until you like glom back together. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know how far ahead you'd have to be to not be affected by the lantern light. Well, lantern light is thirty feet. I believe your dark vision is sixty feet, Malcolm. So. Basically, well, if it, he gets, it, he's just going to get jumped by the killer mushroom vines, vines and mushrooms. He won't be thirty foot away, won't he? So we'd be able to see him die. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Then. <laughs> all right, and the only way out of this location we're in is this northern passage, is it, John? It certainly seems to be. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, right. there's there's the exit to outside, but yeah, the only way of going further in seems to be this passage. Okay. So I'll move 30 feet ahead. Um, okay. I'll move when you sort of move further. Okay. okay. And I'll just point out these are like lines you can see here. They just slight, show slight ridges in the floor okay. or slight changes of elevation. They're not enough to cause you like serious problems. It's just like, well, the ground's like a few like feet higher here or it's a few feet lower. Okay. And is that the same over here? Yeah, as you're sort of as you're sort of looking over in that direction, you can see that yeah, there's more changes of elevation sort of here and here. There's also what look to be large sort of piles of rocks and okay. rocky outcroppings here. Okay. Okay. Uh and has the air or sound or anything changed when out of the mountain in a wider cavern? It, it's still fairly echoey. The The smell of vegetation has got a little bit stronger. And as you're obviously sort of like, you're having a bit of a sniff around to see if you can ascertain where it comes from, you can sort of smell that like, basically when you take a few steps over in this direction, the smell appears to get stronger. Okay. 
it's it's still not like overpoweringly strong but it's definitely stronger as you take a few steps in that direction and have a sniff and then you step back again okay so what i'm going to do then is i'm going to move 30 feet in that direction Bro brother lomas take the lantern take this lantern a second yeah yeah i'll take the lantern i can't be doing with this elf taking the lead through these caverns what the the blazes does he know about the underground for Pete's sake this, this is this is nonsense and I go stomping off up the up the passageway who's ever heard of this who's ever heard of this okay a so getting, a dwarf getting led through the caverns by an elf so I'll never live it down as the rest of you guys move up with the echoes of never live it down down, down. down, down. <laughs> you you can see the cavern much as I've described minor changes of elevation rocky outcroppings it's quite a large cavern as leopold sort of like disappears into the darkness after malcolm both malcolm and leopold you can see sort of over here you can see what appeared to be large almost like fern-like grassy fronds growing out of the the very sort of thin soil on the ground and in amongst the sort of nestled in amongst those fronds, you can see what looks to be the the long dead skeletal remnants of some sort of animal, maybe a cow, maybe a horse. It's difficult to tell. And there is also a more human-like skeleton, but they've both been sort of like overgrown by these fern-like fronds. Here you go. I knew it. And as you're moving closer, you're under no doubt whatsoever that the strong smell of vegetation is coming from these plants. These plants you've seen before, Leo? Um, Romy D6. Good question. I don't believe so. Okay, you think it's one of like a variety of underground grasses, but you're not sure of the exact species. Obviously, you're still some distance away at the minute, so. Okay doesn't look good that there's remains of creatures there though no. i think we need to be cautious well let us move forward another 30 feet and see if we can see any more okay okay leopold and malcolm as you move forward with Brother Lomas and Weimar following up, and obviously Brother Lomas and Weimar, if you want to do anything or say anything, please just jump in and interrupt me. Uh, Malcolm and uh, Leopold, as you move closer, you can see that there is indeed what looks to be a, a human-like skeleton, although it looks a bit more sort of like primitive or like primate-like, sort of intertwined with the like the roots and the fronds of this strange sort of grass or fern and likewise there is a skeleton of what now seems pretty much likely to be a horse of some kind but again it's got like roots and fronds of these furs like growing through the skeleton yeah i'd say that uh maybe these these plants have been feeding on these creatures i wonder if uh I wonder if they were were brought in here or whether they are unfortunate 
victims. Um, does the skeleton, the, the humanoid skeleton, have any kind of uh, clothes or anything that might indicate how long it's been dead or what kind of creature it was? Or... It, it doesn't have any clothes and it appears to be completely skeletal, so you would guess it's not recent. Okay. Like there's no like scrap of flesh on it or anything like that. Likewise, the horse has no like tack and harness. There's no scrap of flesh on the bones. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think we should give it a wide berth and make sure there's no one else here, and then come back and examine it, or do you want to? Oh, I'm. I'm 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 happy to uh, keep it at arm's length. Okay. At least for now, till we know more about this place. Okay. Uh, should we go north? So. Yeah. Yeah. Set. Let's move up to about here. So is that a tunnel going south southeast, or is that just where we came from? Well, sort of down from. down here. That's where you yeah. came from. Yeah. So as you look, as you move further north, you can see the tunnel appears to split into two. There is the tunnel going off in this direction, and there appears to be more of this this sort of fern-like grass growing up there. And there are there are more rocky outcroppings in this tunnel to the northeast. One thing you also notice, sort of around about here-ish, is there's a very faint sort of purplish glow emanating from the tunnel, sort of at the far end of where you can see. And there appears to be what you can see, Malcolm and Leopold. There appears to be some sort of strange, like purple crystalline growth here. Hmm. That seems a little bit more promising. Maybe something in my wheelhouse in the prospecting department. I feel my uh, curiosity is piqued. Malcolm, uh, okay. there seems to be some crystal deposit there that I would like to investigate. Okay. Should we wait for our companions, or...? Uh, I mean, I'm yeah. imagining we've gone ahead here just to, you know, uh, pre prevent an ambush situation, but I, I, think, I think we could perhaps set up here and for forage out from this point. Okay, so I'll just give uh, Weimar a whistle. Okay, so why am I you here? I think that's our cue. <laughs> we shall move up then. Yeah. I gather you might still have Leopold selected as well, unless he's sprinted ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just suddenly moved right. on the map here. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's fine. Like Leopold's moved. Sorry, uh, uh, Malcolm's moved up, so I'll assume uh, you're, you're roughly in the same place. Okay, so yeah, as you move further up, the two of you, you can see again like another 
sort of area of this strange sort of grassy like ferns here just to the, the sort of like the northwest of you and then directly to the north is what appears to be a large patch of a sort of amethyst purple crystal that appears to be like glowing with a light almost as though there was like a light kindled inside each of the crystals and it's shedding this ambient sort of soft amethyst purple light I was just wondering, Brother Lomas, did you did you recognise this plant, this ferny growth? Uh, can I see it with a torchlight? Uh, just know. about. Let me can just I? click on you and I'll tell you. Come past a bunch. On. Yeah, uh, you, you can see it, yeah. Our lantern light did not show it previously. Oh, right, but, okay. um, Yeah. Well, I tell you what. If you I'll make, make if you make me a foraging roll, I will tell you if you know anything about it. I shall uh, have a look. And obviously, this counts as dedicated foraging because you like you're moving quite slowly. Um, oh, well, in that case, yeah, five and six. Okay, you're pretty sure. I mean, you're not hundred percent sure because you're not close enough. But you're pretty sure it's a carnivorous grass known as slumber grass it's a it's a carnivorous plant that produces spores in the air anyone who inhales them falls into a deep sleep and whilst they're slowly asleep over the course of days the plant sort of puts its roots into their bodies and like sucks all the nutrients out of the body like absorbing them hence the lack of flesh on the horse and the unfortunate humanoid skeleton However, you know that like they're not really dangerous in terms of being carnivorous because they so slowly digest of that if you're even slightly awake, you just move. The real danger is if you fall asleep and there's no one around to help you, then you're going to stay asleep and they're going to slowly digest you. But the spores are only shed over like a very sort of immediate area. So you like they pretty much rely on people getting close to the plants and being like, oh, what's that? <laughs> And that, that's when they get people. They don't, like, move. They don't, like, shed their spores for, like, miles or anything like that. Mm. So as long as you're, like, not within, like, a few feet of them, you're good. They were not expecting wily adventurers with a sacco piss on their head. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. As I expected, uh, it looks like slumber weed. Uh, call it... Uh, if you get too close, there's a chance it, it, you could fall unconscious. So, um, give it a, a bit of a wide berth, I would suggest. Just to be safe. Uh, John, this crystal, does it look anything like the Chaos Stone that we've seen before? Not really. It, it looks vaguely similar because they're both sort of crystalline structures. But that's really the only similarity. Um, this just, like I said, this is a purple crystal shedding a very gentle light, whereas the Chaos Stone is like this pulsating, like green sort of pestilent aura that emanates from it. Whereas you're not getting any of the sort of feeling of like foreboding you get when you got near the Chaos Crystal. This just seems like a, a group of like almost like geode like crystals that are sort of shedding this soft purple light. Okay. For, for around, for roughly like. A radius of about thirty feet around the the crystal outcropping. 
And briefly, John, this uh, slumberweed stuff, has it got any medicinal sort of... Well, the the main use no, for it is, if it can be harvested safely, obviously it's very useful for you know like curing like insomnia, for like you know if you needed to treat someone with like a serious injury, it's got like mild antiseptic qualities. And so, Even if it's sort of removed from its roots and yeah, it it doesn't tend to last very long once it's picked. To be honest, that's why it's not really right. been sort of mass marketed for want of a better term, but. Um, it does have a few sort of minor applications, but nothing to really justify the sort of the hazards of harvesting it and the trouble of keeping it. That's why it's not a widely grown crop as such. Yeah. You only ah. you only really know about it because you've made a study of such things because you're a monk. Mm. Yeah, so I believe that my people call it snore snag. That's correct. They do. We 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 give it to the berserkers at times to calm down their frenzy after battles if, if if they've still got the the bloodlust upon them we give them some snore snag and they soon calm down i could see it used quite regularly in a dwarven, dwarven yes. town <laughs> and villages. it can be it can be um quite useful but this seems like a a sort of a slightly different uh variety to to what i'm used to uh, normally it's we, we grow the, the deeper, the, the much more deeper stuff that's uh, more Stronger. more pale. Yeah, yeah it's more pale. You you would know that the the snore snack that the um, the dwarves use, they've sort of like selectively bred it, so it's easier to harvest. It doesn't have so many of like the harmful spores, and also it has like they've selectively bred a much stronger sort of a calmative quality to it. Mm-hmm. So they've they've like they say they've sort of selectively bred it to get the characteristics they want, whereas this is obviously just sort of like a wild variety of it. It's not been cultivated. Mm. Also good if you're, you know, if you've been battling for many days against the sort of uh, subterranean foes, and uh, you, you need to get pulled back off the lines. If you're you're not sleeping and you're getting vicious night nightmares and things like that you you just get some of this into your brew and uh you'll be right as nine pence in no time back to the front i'd consider taking some back if it was closer to a village but i think it would be uh well past its best by the mm. time we return indeed it i might um, be useful for dealing with this brand character yeah, I'm not sure it would last long enough for us to use it, but um, maybe we could attempt it on the way out. Maybe we could look into it. I'll have to have a look at these crystals first and see what Perhaps else it could is. be propagated. Perhaps you could propagate your own supply and grow it on somewhere. Mm. Okay, but... at this point, I'm going to ask, can you all... Make me a d6 roll to see if you are surprised. I'll see if you don't have any bonuses. If you get a one or a two, you're surprised. And I'll roll for the NPC. Who is not surprised. Okay, so anyone who is surprised will not get to act in this next round, but can then act normally. This is no, not... that's no one currently. Okay, lovely. 
So, you guys all hear from sort of near the crystal, you hear this like and heavy footfalls and you see what looks to be a large shaggy sort of blue white humanoid it's about eight foot tall with so shaggy white hair sort of like long almost simian like arms it's sort of like it's moving down the passageway it appears to be like heading towards the crystals and then obviously as it sort of like hears you guys talking it sort of turns around spots you guys now you can see it shedding the light of the the purple crystal you can see that as i said it's this almost like ape-like creature sort of eight foot tall it has like what appear to be horns coming out of its forehead sort of shaggy white fur down its back like a, a long sort of straggly white beard fangs piercing blue eyes white hair on its arms the weird thing about it though is it appears to be wearing clothing but it's not like wearing like a suit of clothing it's like someone just threw a bunch of like random old clothes at it and it just sort of kept whatever stuck to it so it's got like it's got like half a half like a jerkin that's like ripped sort of pulled over one arm and then it's like incredible hulk style it's like wearing a pair of trousers but they're like they're ripped at the knees and they're torn here and there does it hmm. i was going to say does it look like it's dressed itself up like that rather than it's like burst out of its clothes it looks like it, it's draped it, it, it yeah it, it looks as though it's tried to dress itself yeah like, but like it's, got... it, it's not really known how so it's just like yeah, so it's got aspirations for yeah. outfitting itself. like. And yeah. as it sees you, it turns to face you and it goes... <coughs> and it, in that sort of ape-like way, it like hammers its hands on its chest. I'm just going to growl back at it. I'll do the same thing back. <coughs> Leopold! Leopold, Leopold, Leopold. <laughs> okay, in which case, roll me 2d6 and add your charisma modifier. Okay, 2d6. Oh, there's one. And I'm going to have to do better than that. Oh, wait. Am I, uh, what is my charisma? Uh, uh, eight. That's my. Is eight minus one in this? It, it, it wouldn't matter anyway. Six to eight result is the same. So, all oh, right, there you go. Okay, so as you sort of stand up and you sort of growl at it, it it sort of regards you for a few moments, sort of doing that like that sort of growling, like breathing, and you can see like in the cold weather, like a few wisps of smoke, of steam coming out of its mouth, and then slowly it starts wandering away to the north. Seemingly having lost interest in you. Mm. Ah, there you go, lads. Oh, Leopold is a little bit too much for the hairy fella. Understandable, all things considered. We do outnumber it four to one, of course. A three and a half, right? Don't don't put yourself down, Malcolm. You're young. You're young. There's plenty of time to grow and 
get How some about we see if it has bones. friends before we start this no, show? No, <laughs> no friends. Um, clearly a lone creature. I will try and sneak up behind it and make sure that it is actually, in fact, on its own. Um, yeah, make you, make you sneak wrong. Don't forget. And obviously I'll move you up because like you'll only find out if you're successful when you get up to it. Don't forget, you need to roar and beat your chest if it turns around. Right. Is that a success? No. Okay, so you you creep up behind this large, shaggy, yeti-like creature. And you're, you're pretty sure it's not spotted you when you put your foot on an unstable sort of like slab of rock that's obviously like precariously balanced on some others and it slides out and pebbles go like <coughs> and they and it echoes around the creature just like spins around like <coughs> and lashes out with one of its claws in your direction so i will make a claw attack for it And I believe an 11's not a hit on you. No. So it lashes out with its claws. Luckily, as you felt the sort of the rock giving way beneath you, you were already sort of throwing yourself backwards. So as it spins around, it just doesn't really aim. It just lashes out with its claw. You've already like leapt a few feet backwards, and the claws flash through the air a mere few inches away from your exposed neck. Uh. Uh, okay. But obviously now it's facing you, and again it's giving it like the. So I'm just going to copy Leo and roar back at it. Okay. Let's see what happens. Make you make you two d six roll add your charisma. Your charisma's all right, isn't it, Malcolm? No. Oh, isn't it? No. Somebody is quite. And he, he does, oh dear! And his throat gets ripped out. And he, he, he does. He does have the disadvantage that he hasn't got like. A group of other armed people behind him, which I took into account with your role, Leopold. Because, like you say, yeah, yeah even though even though it's eight feet tall, it's like the spore of them. Yeah. Okay. And it's a really hairy one. So it, it is going to attack you. So what we're going to do is we're going to do because obviously it will take the rest of you guys uh, time to hear it and respond. So we're going to do Malcolm and the Yeti having an action this round, and then you guys can move up on the next round. So it's going to try attacking you with both of its claws now Uh-oh. because obviously it knows you're there. It's not just doing like a cheeky backhander now. So for its first one, blatantly misses. Second one. Okay, so again, it flails at you with its claws, but using your your hunter's agility, you're sort of like scrambling behind rocks and jumping over rocky outcroppings as it's like, and you see like a few of these sort of like stalagmites just like almost detonate as it brings these razor sharp claws down on them where a few moments before you stood, but each time it swipes its claw down, you've already seen the blow come in and you've like dodged out of the way. Now you get a chance to act. Malcolm. So I am going to swing my scimitar <clears throat> and try and cut some of its claws off. 
because I have a hankering for Yeti cloths. Okay. Bad miss. Very badly. I saw the big rolls this evening. They're all coming out. Indeed, you actually hit it with your scimitar. However, its hide appears to be extremely weathered and tough. And although you do do like a small sort of shallow cut on it, it's nowhere near the damage you would have expected from like the force you put behind your blow. Okay, now the rest of you guys, obviously you've heard all this roaring and chest pounding. You've heard like the shink of the scimitar being drawn and echoing around the corridor. You've heard sort of like Malcolm as he's been like jumping behind rocks and rocks have been exploding everywhere as this yeti is smashing them to pieces. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move up a bit and uh, lob my hammer. Okay, go for it. Uh, oh yeah, I've got a special misery's end. Indeed. May you strike true. And strike true it does. So as you're sort of dodging, frantically dodging these claw blows, Malcolm, you hear like this, like, from behind you, and this spinning hammer comes arcing out of the darkness, strikes the yeti in the side of the face, sort of like causing it to stagger backwards. Then you see the hammer almost sort of like stop and like reverse itself, and it disappears (laughs) back into the darkness. To to Brother Lomas and um, Weimar, you see... Obviously, Leopold, like, throw the hammer into the darkness. There's a loud and a roar of pain from the darkness. Then you see him, so he's holding his hand out like that, and you hear this getting louder, and the hammer spins back into his hand, then he catches it. Uh, that's a it well cool hammer. the day it comes back and hits him in the head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brother Lomas. You were warned, hairy one. You were warned. Brother Lomas, what do you um, want to do? Okay, um, I'm not convinced that my staff is going to be very effective against this eight-foot creature. Um, I'm going to take a trip over to the slumberweed. Okay. And covering my face or pushing my cloth mask up to my face as much as possible and at an arm's length, I'm going to try and pull some of this foliage from it to try and uh, potentially put this creature to sleep okay so can you please make me a save versus paralysis you get a plus two bonus because you've covered your face okay but you've got a plus two bonus which takes it to 12 which is a success so luckily, and sh- and purely thanks to the fact you've covered your face, like you start feeling like a little bit drowsy, but you like you tie your your face covering a little bit tighter, and you're you're okay. So you've managed to get close enough to it without falling victim to the the slumber spores. Uh, did I not need a fourteen though? No, it's pro. Pr- oh, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the Yeti's saves. My apologies. Well, I mean. It would be good for me, but... Well, I do appreciate your honesty. 
Let me have a look at it. Uh, says 14 on my it is four. It is fourteen. Yeah. So, I apologise. I will have to. I'll have to briefly retcon that. So, so Weimar, as you watch, you see Brother Lomas move closer, and as I say, he starts feeling a bit drowsy. He goes to tighten his head covering, but unfortunately, he's too late. He's already breathed in the snore spores, and as you watch, he sort of slowly falls down onto his knees, topples over onto his side. Then a few moments later, I come around the cave. You hear. <coughs> I distract him if nothing else. Okay, uh, is it my turn? Yes, it is indeed. So, uh, I'm not sure uh, about how the distance works maneuvering around these, but uh, you, you you don't take any penalty from maneuvering around those rocks. Okay. So that was 20, as far as I measured. Yep. Um, can I grab him and drag him away? Yep, not a problem. You sort of drag him away from the plants. And I'm going to sort of move you both a sort of space back because you've dragged yep. him out of the way. So as you're sort of dragging him out of the way... He, he quickly starts to recover once he's removed from the vicinity of the plants. It's a very sort of mm -hmm. short-acting thing unless you're like in the middle of a patch of it. That's mm -hmm. why they're not really sort of seen as like a major danger. Um, as you sort of drag him out, you sort of groggily like start coming to Brother Lomas. So you will be able to operate normally next round. You will have a minus two penalty to any rolls next round okay. and after that you'll be fine. Okay. So well, I didn't actually manage to grab no. any... No. Before, uh, okay. You, you, st Got you started going. I'll tell you what, roll me a d6. If you get a 1, I'll say that you managed to grab some. Okay. No. Okay, no, unfortunately you haven't. So okay. you were going forward to get it. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling a bit drowsy. Then the next thing, you know, like Weimar's like dragging you away from these plants and your, your head sort of swimming a little bit, but you're, you're rapidly sort of waking up, especially in the cool of the caverns. And obviously yep. you can still hear the sort of growling and fighting from up ahead. Okay. Is that going to be an action? or? Yeah, yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Cool. Because obviously you've had to like, move and then drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll um, I'll, I'll take my remaining five and yep, that's fine. Get, get next to Leopold. Okay, so... You're only supposed to take the snore snag after the fight, Brother Lomas, not before the fight. Okay, so I'm going to do the... I thought I'd explained it clearly. I'll do the Yeti's attacks. Okay, so I believe 14's just enough. No, six. You've got 16, haven't you? 18. 16, yeah, because I got that oh, ring. Oh, yeah, lucky you've got that ring. Okay, so actually, as it swings its claws towards you, it appears as though it's actually like it has hit you, but as it does, you feel like the the ring on your finger appears to like it grows like slightly warmer. It's not painful, but you can just feel like a slight warmth in it. And when it sort of pulls away, it's basically like there's a bit of a shred on some of your clothes, but you are otherwise unharmed. So I'll make it second claw attack.
Oh, okay. So, clearly enraged by your avoidance of its attacks, it leaps forward a couple of steps and swings its other claw, raking downwards. You throw yourself to one side at the last minute, but one of its claws catches you, nicking you and causing you one hit point of damage as you feel like a sharp line of pain scratch down the side of your neck and you feel a single dribble of blood drip down under your jerkin. Okay. Over to yourself, Malcolm. So I will <clears throat> once again kind of swing at its hand trying to cut its claw off. that's not gonna do it <clears throat> okay so you swing at it with your scimitar again and with like a backhand it just sort of like bats your arm away throwing your aim off okay leopold once more now don't forget i, I didn't do i didn't do it last time because they were still sort of getting mixed up but now that they're actually properly into melee if you throw the hammer there is a chance it's a ranged attack there is a chance you will hit Malcolm. How, how does that break down? Okay, so how this works is if you if you just use your normal attack action and then mm -hmm. you can take a move, basically there's an equal chance you'll hit Malcolm as you'll hit the Yeti. So it'll be like one in three the Yeti, four to six Malcolm. Mm -hmm. If you spend your entire turn like aiming carefully and then mm -hmm. throw it, it'll be one to four on a D6 the Yeti, Five to six, Malcolm. So you've doubled your chance of hitting the Yeti, but there's still a small chance you'll hit Malcolm. Mm. Uh, can I get in there from here? Okay, let me just have a quick look. That's okay, 25 feet. Yeah, you should be able to. Okay, then I will charge in and whap it upside the head. Okay. Move yourself in. You've been told. Douche. Bang. Wow. Okay. I don't know if this is adding my bonuses or what. It, it is, mate. It is. Yeah. Trust me. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can see the breakdown. Okay, yeah. I don't yeah. see anything. I don't I yeah. just see the die. So you run in, you whap it round the side of the head with this hammer. It lets out a tremendous sort of howl of rage and sort of like falls down onto one knee, having to put one of its hands down to like stop itself from falling over completely because you've just like smashed it round the side of the face with this mm. hammer sort of like coming from nowhere out of the darkness. All the rest of you guys hear this like <laughs> as Leopold like dashes into the darkness waving his hammer and you hear you've been told 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 keep the noise down some of us trying to sleep over here <laughs> get back in the bushes okay brother Lomas um so I shall stagger to my feet then um I think feeling drowsy i'm just gonna get closer this turn uh, so i'm just gonna sort of move up and just uh give 
words of encouragement this turn. Okay, not a problem. Why more? You've seen Brother Lomas obviously still feeling a bit groggy. He's like cautiously advancing. He's like coming up behind Leopold, like, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll have accompanied him until here. Yep. Uh, draw the sun sword and uh, look for an opening because there's apparently a whole song and dance going on here. So I'll just yeah approach uh, carefully. Obviously, uh, obviously we're not showing this with the the, the map to be too confusing. But effectively, there's lots of unstable rock and sort of outcroppings here. So as this combat's going on, people are having to like constantly move around and look for openings and try avoid treading on any sort of unstable areas of rock like uh, Malcolm did at the start. But yeah, you manage to find an opening. You draw the sun sword, glowing brightly with the light of a thousand suns, and you head in. Make your attack roll. Well... Okay. Unfortunately, with all of the sort of like the dancing and moving around rocks, just just as you're like, there's an opening, I'm about to go in, the, the battle shifts and people start moving around and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to like shank Leopold if I, if I go mm -hmm. in now, so you hold back. Okay. So, on to the next round. So, I'm going to do the Yeti. It's only got one attack this round. It used its hand to like steady itself after Leopold like oops upside your head at it so what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll randomly to see which of you attacks it's just lashing out if it's a 1 or a 2 it's Leopold 3 to 4 it's Weimar 5 to 6 it's Malcolm okay it's Leopold obviously it doesn't like being told And with a 14, that just hits you. So as you run in, you spang it around the head. It's pushing itself back to its feet. And it just sort of lashes out with its claws, slicing you a shallow cut for three hit points of damage. Okay, Malcolm. Okay. <clears throat> so tree's a charm. I'm still after that claw. Uh... And I'm still waiting. <clears throat> it seems quite attached to its claw. <laughs> and as you lash out with the scimitar, it sort of jumps backwards, sort of like boosting itself off the ground with like the hand that's still on there, putting its other hand down and then pushing itself up off the ground or in a very ape-like fashion, jumping backwards a short distance out of the range of your blow. Leopold. I barrel into it, closing the closing the distance yeah you can see it's balanced on the edge of that sort of like rocky outcropping with the tokens on it sort of jumped back onto it i'm gonna do a an upswing and try and clump it on the jaw go for it Boom. Oh. it's the tyson of punches with the hammer okay so would you like you've got to, to watch the little guy with the uppercut i tell you so would you like to describe how with that mighty uppercut you have felled this well, he, savage beast? Yeah, like you say, so he springs back, he's on that little up, up crop, and I kind of bend down, crouch down, get all the strength coiled up in my um, my quads, 
and then just like power out from the ground with an upswing and dish with a hammer and he just lays him out indeed and that is what happens you watch as the the hammer swings up in an arc catching it underneath the chin you hear a snap as its head goes backwards it sort of wobbles for a few moments and then falls over backwards with a loud thump that echoes through the cavern system onto the the flat rocky outcropping that it was standing on chin up uh John, do we think that it's kind of claws or horns or anything would be worth money? It, it's possible. You're not really They're all sure. littered over the cave now. They all pop out. If you put your hat out, you can catch them as they fall. <laughs> I mean, you're not really sure what the going rate is on Yeti claws, to be honest. But there's a chance they might be worth something. Okay. I think They're I'll not something them. you see every day, are they? So No. Yeah. If if you want to take them, obviously I've not got any items set up for those yet. But n- note down that you've got, you've basically got two yet two like full like sets of yeti claws, and you've got a set of yeti horns. If, if nothing could, else, you could make yourself like the world's most pimp helmet with them. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you could. Or you some could like probably, knuckle dusters. You could probably. Um, well, nobody's like. I don't think anybody's cut this creature. I've just battered it with the hammer, so you'd probably get a pretty nice uh, skin off of it. Yeah, to, nice to be honest, m- most pelt. most of the damage done to this creature has been like the side of its head and its yeah. and its larynx. So, like yeah. the actual horn, the horns have maybe taken a little bit of a scuff, but like the claws are untouched. They've, they've maybe got a few scratches from when it smashed the rocks up. But okay, so can we skin it as well? You can obviously that will take some time. Anyone? A, 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 yet, a, yet, a, yet, a yeti skin's got to be uh, fairly uh, collectible. Yeah. All right, it's not a Pokemon card. Well, it's it's a little bit outside of my expertise. It's a bit more of a the, these uh, these mountain men folks. They're into all this hunting and stuff, aren't? Um, I've, I, I keep looking over my shoulder at that amethyst deposit of crystals. Yeah, it's still glowing away, shedding this soft amethyst light. Do I know what that is? Have I seen the like of it before? Uh, again, the, there's. You think it's just a, a a type of luminous crystal? There's there's many different varieties of them. The dwarves more back in the old days than now. But the dwarves used to use them to like light their uh, their sort of underground places. They sort of accumulate naturally uh, in certain places. You don't know the wares and the why fors of it because you're you're not one of the sort of dwarves who really dealt with that sort of particularly. But you'll have probably seen crystals that, if not exactly the same as this, were similar. And obviously, there's different varieties of crystals that sort of shed different colours of light. But you don't see anything that leads you to believe it's anything other than like a, a luminous type of crystal. You know that areas where these accrued naturally were quite prized because once they're removed, they continue shedding light. But after a while, like the light fades away. Yeah. So the dwarves tended to try and sort of like make use of natural outcroppings of them because if they picked them, they'd only last for a little bit. I'm 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 just gonna. Um... I'm going to pick myself a bit for old time's sake as a 
I don't know, as a, as, as a memento of the occasion, I think. Yep, not a problem. Let me just check my uh, rules for those. How much how much light does it actually give off? That okay, roughly. Well, you can see that as you obviously you you pick when you're holding up. Now, can you make me a? You know this as you go in, uh, Leopold. Mm -hmm. Part of the difficulty of picking these crystals is if you don't pick them carefully, they can be quite fragile. They can like mm -hmm. crumble away. So, can you roll me a d6? If you get a one, like the crystal crumbles as you as you. Yep. Pluck it. Hey. Okay, so you are grand. Uh, again, I don't have an, an item for this at the minute, so just making right. you've got a purple crystal. Yeah, I'm uh, just it, as yeah. you sort of test it, it seems to shed this sort of like violet light in roughly a, a 30 foot radius. And if you can roll me another d6, please, Leopold. Yep. Uh, oh, oh that ain't going to be good. Okay. So this crystal will shed its light for five days before fading away. Okay. And then once it's faded away, it's still it's still a nice crystal, but it doesn't have the light. Yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking. If, if we look in all directions from where we are, can we see any more of these crystals around this sort of cavern? You can area? just about make out sort of from this sort of direction like on the outskirts of your light. Again, you can just see sort of like just beyond the edge of your lamplight, a sort of faint purple glow that could be coming from more of these crystals. Hmm. That's handy. Should well, you might as, have a look? You might as well put the lantern out and use this crystal for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save on the oil. It's, it's expensive stuff, that. Okay, so if Brother Lomas is going to be using the crystal to light his way, just let me make a uh, what I hope will be a, a quick alteration on his uh, token. Yeah, I shall uh, put the lantern out then. Okay, so again, it's still 30 feet, it's shedding the light in. We saw some shock to make alter and vision quicker. Uh, Do you think you can eat yet, Malcolm? No. No. You're not hungry enough, then. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Did you want to try and get some of this um, snore snag, Lomas? Well, I thought it might have helped to subdue this creature, but um, obviously it's stronger than I first expected. Well, I could try and get some for you. I've got my my uh, sack of piss on. Yeah, well, mine mine obviously wasn't strong enough. Ah, well, you see. You went for the half measures. Mm. 
I will go and see what I can do. Okay, so you're heading back to get some of the plant, are you? Yes. Okay, so make me a save versus paralysis. You get a plus two bonus because you've got the sacko piss. <laughs> uh, can I roll it on here or do I have to just make a normal roll? Yeah, you should be able to click on where it says save versus paralysis and it should roll it for you. Attributes tab oh, on yeah. the right. The actual writing, just click on the writing. Yeah. That's it. Yay, a 12. Okay, splendid. So, yeah, you have you have managed to gather a, a small bushel of slumber grass. Which, obviously, you know, as you sort of head back up and presumably you hand it off to uh, the now effervescently purple glowing um, Brother Lomas, you, obviously, you know that Lomas, when it comes to, like, getting the most out of, like, herbs, Lomas has got it on lock basically yeah yeah so again just make a note somewhere you've got like a a dose of um slumber grass now i'm assuming because obviously you guys would be sensible you're adventurers i'm assuming that basically as you've gathered it leopold you've like wrapped, ra- it, wrapped it up in something so it's like a, a hessian bundle so yeah, like, have, you're not going to be like oh, i'll just put this in my bag no i'd have got the uh i'd have got the, the bag off a low mess wherever he was going to put it in because i did have a bag but it's currently over my head and covered in piss yeah. Yeah, you can use my small sack. Okay. So, obviously, all that's been taking a bit of time, so I'll make the older random encounter roll. I've been doing that. Oof. 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 I was just going to say, do we hear anything after I'll that? I'll start the grass. I'll start the grass. <laughs> Yeah, look, well, if you pick that grass and then just as you picked it, someone's like, and you're like <laughs> off, off to dreamland you go. Okay. So, as you're sort of, as you're picking the grass and you know you're all sort of gathering up, uh, uh, Malcolm's, still, years, Malcolm's still like looking at the Yeti being like, oh, I bet that skin's worth something. You hear this uh, voice, very faint, and it's difficult to tell exactly where it's coming from, sort of echoing in the distance, going, Oh! Oh! Where do we think it's coming from? Somewhere to the north. It's difficult to tell exactly where, because it's echoing all around the caves, but it's definitely coming from somewhere up north. So, so somewhere up in this direction, but you don't know exactly where from, and it sounds like it's a bit more distant. Did anyone else hear that, or am I still suffering from the effects of this this grass? No, you all heard it. <laughs> no, we all heard it. <clears throat> um, shall we go and check it out? Cautiously. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably look out for... An animal with the flesh from the face peeled back, uh, just in case it's more more of that. Hey, but hey, 
Maybe it's a person this time. Okay, feel free to move yourselves. Maybe it's just a regular person down on their luck for the crystal. Have to wonder though, because we didn't, Malcolm, we didn't see tracks, right? No. You have to wonder how they would get in here. Maybe there's another way. Okay, so as you guys are moving up and you're now nearer to the sound, you can hear from behind this large rocky outcropping here where I've just dropped the token down. You can hear a voice going, like a very weak sounding voice going, oh, oh. Over this way, guys. And I'll head over and see what it is. Doppelganger. Oh, shit. Mimic. It's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole cave. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll say you wandered into the gullet of a mimic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. as you as you approach, you can see a a human. He's wearing your normal sort of like peasant style clothes, like jerking a few sort of like scratty furs. However, his midriff is almost entirely clawed open. You can see there's like a thick viscous pool of blood around him he's lying sort of like as though he's like dragged himself behind this rocky outcropping and he's basically like trying to hold his guts in like like he's like fumbling a handful of sausages and trying to push them back into his chest uh, his voice has a strange sort of like gurgling quality to it as he's calling out for help and you can see like a couple of like trickles of blood have run out of his mouth it's not hanging from the ceiling, reaching out towards a strange metal object stuck in the stuck in the floor, is it? No, I'm afraid not. He's lying oh. in a pool of his own blood and guts, being like, oh, oh. the way you described him is—is is he beyond help, or is he actually, you know, do I feel with my medical well, expertise? Put, put it put it this way, sort of like giving him a few herbs and telling him to shake it off isn't going to work. No, um, but... he's, he's not beyond the help of magical healing oh, okay he, he's not oh, like dead dead but like he's clearly sort of like if he doesn't get help soon he's in like trouble okay yeah as long as that's not his last sort of breath and no no okay um well i i feel compelled to go and try and save his life would you like me to put him out of his misery brother lomas no 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 oh. <laughs> No, you notice like the, 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 a... the, the man's eyes sort of like widen, and he tries to like push himself a bit away from like Leopold as he's saying that, but he's like so weak he can't like move himself, and he just like collapses back. There's a wet sort of squelch as he basically like falls back in a pool of his own blood. I'm gonna. Uh, might want a quick and honourable death. I'm gonna attempt to cure like wounds on this unfortunate soul. Okay, make your roll. Uh, does he look like he's been hacked up by the uh, hairy creature that we saw? He's definitely got big claw marks on him. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. I shall ask Leander to help me, and he's let me down badly. Look, luckily for you, however, this person being a normal human only has two hit points. Oh. <laughs> so, in, in effect, your magic sort of reduce, like resurrects him to like full health, which, granted, isn't great for him anyway, because it's like two hit points, but... Hmm. Because he's because he's a peasant, but he is like fully healed. So, as you call upon Leander and you place <laughs> your hands on him, you see like his almost as though it's like a video being playing in reverse. His like innards like slither back into his stomach, and then the wounds like <clears throat> close over. There's still a thin coating of blood, 
but like his wounds have closed over and he sort of like he coughs and he, his eyes appear to like clear and brighten and he, he looks around himself and he's like he's like patting his stomach like he can't quite believe he's he's now whole again and he he looks up at you and he's like oh th- 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 thank thank you stranger um how did you come to be in these caves and get into such a situation where you were fighting this creature as you as you say that he's like he basically suddenly goes shh, shh, and he like pulls you down like behind the rocks and he's like he's like please be, be, be quiet there's a and he points over in this direction if I can click on it he points over in this direction to the east and he says there's, there's, there's a, a beast in, in the cave over there and you can see like a few like blood splatters around the the mouth of this like smaller cave and he's like I am um, I, I came in through through another entrance. Uh, I was uh, I, I was just uh, exploring, and uh, I, I was drawn by the by, by the purple light of those crystals. And then when I got here, this uh, this beast attacked me. Uh, I was uh, I was barely able to like throw myself and almost crawl onto this rock, and uh, it it clawed around. Uh, it, it was a, a great a, a great bear. I've never seen the like of it before. And it, uh, I managed to dig myself in under this rock with the last of my strength. It was terrible. It clawed at the rock for what seemed like hours, and then, then it seemed to lose interest, and it it wandered off back into that cave. My my, my own life's blood leaking from its its filthy maw. You sure it was a bear? Yes, uh, yes, it was definitely a bear. I've I've seen bears before, but it was it was bigger than any I've ever seen. Hmm. Okay. Well, obviously, I'll warn the others that there's potentially a bear okay. sort of east from here, was it? Yeah. Okay, let me go and check it out. And I will super stealthy mode over to... Uh, As you're sort of stealthing your way over, you hear the you hear the sort of the guy talking to, the injured man talking to Brother Lomas, and he's like, it, it must have been nearly, nearly 12 foot tall. It's a huge thing. Mm. And you start creeping your way into the cave. Obviously, obviously, until you actually get within range of this thing, you don't really need to make a roll. Okay. It's assumed that you're being silent. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm seeing a lot of bones, am I? You are okay. indeed. There are a lot of animal bones on the floor and there are sort of old blood stains on the floor and like a couple of little spatters of fresher blood okay and you're having to be like quite careful because you're having to like pick your way across these bones trying not to tread on any of them okay too far okay okay at this point make me your move silently wrong <clears throat> okay so is that a success for you it is okay so you peep round this corner into this cave that is littered with bones like coating the entire floor most of them are animals some of them look vaguely humanoid and in the center of the sort of like the rear of the chamber clawing at what looks to be like a deer carcass 
which has been pretty much rendered to shreds is what appears to be a humongous cave bear rather similar in stature to the one that you faced on witch isle about 15 foot tall large fangs blood covers it's more it's got its face doesn't appear to have noticed you, and it's got its face like buried in this deer carcass that it's like ripping to pieces almost like it's pulling pork and it's like it's like slathering down these this steaming meat from this deer carcass bits of it occasionally plopping to the floor It doesn't appear to have noticed you, though. Okay. Uh, and I'm guessing I'm out of everyone else's sight, right? That's correct. Okay. Uh, how did the surprise attacks work? Is that just basically he just misses a goal? Is that how that? Yeah, yeah basically, if you if you went in with a quick surprise attack, which you could quite legitimately do, because you've not got any like special thief abilities. It basically means you get an you get a, an attack straight away outside of initiative, then we'd go for initiative. So you'd effectively get an extra attack, like an extra round attack. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So okay, okay, two, okay, okay. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, creep back out. That's absolutely fine. And uh, come back and explain. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. That there's a big ass cave bear on par with the one that mauled us on the witch's oil. Um, and that I've managed to get in there and spot it without it seeing me. Um, and I don't know if we want to take it out or if we want to move on. I'm concerned that it will hear us eventually. I mean, that was a serious encounter on the Witch Isle when we met that bear. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for that board that you befriended, I think we could have come off a lot worse than we did. So I think it'd be unwise to uh, fight uh, unless we really had to. Should, should we try and get out of here whilst it's busy eating? I think we still have to find what we came for, right? Yes, I think that's... If we can leave it be, I think we should. and Just carry on. Carry on and try and find whatever is here. Can our new, our new friend give us any more descriptions of the cave? Which, which way he came in from the uh, other entrance? Yeah, he's, oh. he's he's obviously like indebted to to you guys. He says uh, he says, well, if we if we keep going, if we keep going north through this cave, there's a there's a small underground stream, and uh, past that the the cave system heads to the west, and there's a number of different uh, passages leading back to the surface uh, in the the mountains and the the trees around there. I I stumbled across one of those. Uh, those entrances and came down that way. Did you see anything else of note other than these crystals? He says, um, "Yes, I, I did see some, uh, some people who were, who were moving around uh, off the off the western branch of the cave, uh, but I don't know. There was something, something funny about them. The, 
the way they were walking, uh, like they were sort of dragging their feet. Uh, but I, I didn't like the look of them, so I, I kept quiet and uh, kept clear of them and uh, just uh, snuck past. Uh, but there's plenty of... Uh, I, I passed a lot of mosses and uh, mushrooms and various things like that, but that, that, that was about it. Let's go and check that out. Let's get out of here and check out these shambling folk. Mm. And bring your buddy with you. Let's try and take a wide berth of the cave then and go as quietly as possible. Up. assume this guy's going to come with us. Oh yeah, he's definitely sticking close to you guys. You want to just make him available to me, John, and I can mind him? Yeah, actually, just give us a second. Um... Right, hopefully you guys should be able to move that now. Yeah, I have him now, yeah. And as you're sort of moving forward, and obviously you're talking in very hushed tones, he, uh, he says, uh, well, I'm... I'm certainly going to stick close to you fellows. Uh, I, I'm indebted to you, he says, uh, my, my name's Gordon Sinclair, by the way. Nice to meet you, Gordon. I'm Malcolm. Oh, no, uh, please, I, please I'm, I'm, I'm in your debt. Yeah. And where do you hail from, Gordon? He, he says, uh, well, I'm a, I, I originally stayed at the fort for a time, but um, there were a number of us who didn't want to stay there permanently, and we, we struck out on our own, hoping to set up farmsteads, etc. Well, I've I've never really been one for farming, uh, uh, I'm I'm more for sort of living off the land, so I've mostly been hunting and uh, looking for a place to set up a just a smaller uh, a small house for myself, maybe keep a few animals. And uh, well, when I discovered this cave system, I and I saw the the strange lights uh, coming from inside. I was uh, I was drawn in, and well, the, the rest you know. Yeah, well, we'll be we'll be sure to uh, escort you out of the cave, at least. Oh, th thank you, thank you. And as you continue moving north, Leopold, you see more of these crystalline growths, and sh a short distance beyond them is what appears to be a small underground but fairly fast-flowing stream that is flowing as you reckon it from east to west. And Gordon, this is where you, you said to the west were these shambling humanoids? He says, yes, if we, if we continue past the stream and uh, continue north, eventually the cave system bends westwards and that's, that's where I came in. And that's where I saw those strange folk. How far 
is it from one side of this? How how wide is the stream, John? It's about five feet wide. Okay, I will. As you look at it, Leopold, you can see it's fairly fast flowing. Um, basically, if you're going to jump it, I'll say roll me a d6. Anything but a one, you're grand. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a few steps back and take a running jump. Okay, and just to point out, as you're taking your running jump, you can see that sort of here yep. and here, the stream appears to sort of like disappear under the cave wall. Yep, you jump over it, Leopold, no problem at all. Uh, west, he said. Off to the west. Can I examine where the river runs into the cave to see if there's anything? in that passageway or yeah you can see the the sort of like where it reaches the cave wall like the river appears to go like under the cave wall and then you can hear the sound of like the rushing water so it obviously appear sort of like goes underground for a bit okay and then sort of continues beyond the wall you can hear like you see that it's obviously flowing so you know it does continue beyond here but you you can't see beyond it unless you like want to stick your head under the water or something like that Yeah, let me see if I if I put my head in the water, can I see anything underneath? Okay, make me a d6 roll. Five. Okay, so you stick your head under the water. It's a little difficult to see because of the water and like the, the dust particles and stuff like that that are that are in the water, like the silt and stuff like that. However, you can see that it appears to continue for some distance in this direction okay and you would assume that it also continues in this direction but it's sort of flowing from east where I've just pinged to west okay okay so cool I guess we'll try and jump over and okay give me that sweet sweet d6 roll okay Okay, you get over fine. Can you also roll me d6 for Mr. Sinclair? Just about, but he gets there. Yeah, he, he, he jumps over and he misjudges it and he sort of like, his back foot goes into the to the stream, but you grab hold of him, Malcolm, and you sort of like haul him the rest of the way. Okay. And he's like, oh, again, I'm, I'm indebted to you. All right, send me a bit of water. Now, how far do these uh, creatures or people? He says. Uh, he says. Well, uh, it, it's some distance. Uh, just, just beyond the edge of a. Uh, you see that he's struggling to like see in the dark. Obviously, he's not got dark vision. He's like, uh, it, it's some distance to the north still. But as you're looking to the north, Malcolm and Leopold. Can you both roll me a d6? Let me know if you get a 1. Uh, 2 only. Oh. oh, sorry, it's a 1 or a 2. So, did you. So. Yeah, we've got a 2. So, oh, got a two. Both, both Malcolm and these creatures are surprised. 
So the only person who will get to act this round is uh, Leopold. So as you're sort of... Sorry, John, I have a bonus. I only get surprised oh, that, on a one. That's fine, in which case you, you are not surprised. These creatures are, however. As you're moving forwards, you can see a group of primitive caveman-looking humanoids carrying like wooden spears with flint heads in it. They sort of walk around the corner... Obviously, not. Ex- you see, they're up, they're perhaps part of a hunting party. They're sort of holding their spears, like ready to go, you know. But as they walk around the corner and they sort of see you guys and this purple light that's spilling off, Brother Lomas, they're like, <gasps> like not expecting to see you, and they're taken aback for a moment. So, you guys will get to act first, and that that includes all of you. I, I will do um, like I did before uh, with the Yeti, and I'll. With this purple light behind me, I throw my arms up and be Wah! like that, and like Wah! run them with my arms up, sort of. Okay, roll two d six and add your charisma modifier. A nine. Okay, they're not scared off, but they're that they there appears to be. Your sort of display of dwarvenliness seems to provoke a bit of sort of discussion amongst them, and it's all like primitive grunting, like, like there's a lot of pointing in your direction, and they appear like generally confused by your antics. But it, it's it's difficult to get a read on their facial expression because they've got these sort of like primitive, almost like Cro Magnon style like faces with like the the pronounced sort of foreheads. But there's a lot of, dis- sort of grunty discussion going on between them and like pointing in your direction. But they don't appear to be like rushing you and throwing spears. They seem a bit surprised and confused rather okay. than like kill the dwarf. I'm gonna bust out um, a knife out of my bag and like put it on the ground and like point at them and point at it and slide it across the floor towards them. A dagger out of my sack. Okay, so as uh, Leopold's doing that. Obviously, the rest of you guys have a chance to act as well. You've seen what I've just described. What do the rest of you want to do? I just uh, gonna push uh, Gordon behind me, and then I'll put an arrow in my bow and kind of, uh, I guess, hold my shot. I don't want to shoot anyone just yet, but I want to be ready to shoot quickly the next time. Okay. Uh, well, I've still got across this stream, so um, I think I shall try and join the rest of the group. Okay. So, uh, D6. Ah. I knew that was going <laughs> to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Okay. Rotund Brother Lomas. Yes. So, Brother Lomas goes to leap over the stream. At the last moment, he stumbles over a rocky outcropping. He plops into the water and is swiftly carried away. And you basically sort of see him sort of like that as he's being swept along. And then he like disappears under the water as the stream dips underneath the the wall of the cave. I don't. I probably don't even see that, do I? <laughs> no. Probably heard it. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely heard the other. As we're, plunged, into the water. we're plunged into fucking darkness at that point. <laughs> well, luckily, the, oh, no, the, the, there's, there's, still, there's still the crystal growths behind you that are shedding yeah. like the purple lights. So. 
Well, and I'll give you a lantern back, I would imagine. Yeah, I put it out, though, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say the only chance you have of this is Weimar is, like, luckily for you, right next to you. So, Weimar, if you want to make a, an attempt to grab him to, like, stop him from being swept away, you've got, like, one chance to do it. What are we roll? Okay, so roll me 2d6 and add your dex modifier. Or you can use strength, whichever you prefer. Yeah, it's, the sheet is handy enough not to show the uh, modifiers, but I'll I'll do the. In, in, in which case, just make just make a strength or a dex check. That's fine. Eighteen, which is not a success on the strength. Okay, so at that point, as you're sort of like, basically like trying to grab him out of the water, make me a d6 roll. Okay, so as you're going to grab Brother Lomas, you start sort of stumbling forward, but you sort of let the momentum carry you forward and you use it to like leap over the the stream. But as you watch, you just see Brother Lomas's like hands disappear under the water as he's carried down into the underground portion of the the stream. And he disappears from view. Dun dun dun. Well, that was not good. We hardly knew. All right, calm down. He's not dead yet. John's <laughs> uh, got his OSE Book of the Plains there. Oh, what? He's gone to the the plane of elemental water. Okay, so what do you guys want to do? Well, I'm in negotiation. I'm, I'm attempting to open hailing frequencies with these uh, these fellow underground dwelling folk. See if I can get a bit of rapport with them. Okay, so after a few moments, they do sort of cautiously approach and they they get to sort of like roughly where you've thrown the knife and they're sort of like looking down at it with like curiosity one of them like pokes it a little bit with his spear I'll, be, then, I'll be pointing at it look at it I'll be, look at it eventually like one of them sort of picks it up and he turns around and sort of shows it to his fellows and again there's a lot of sort of grunted discussion between them And whilst they're discussing, I just want to sort of have a look, a look to my left and sort of... Um, is this a wall here to my left? Can you ping where you're looking? Yes, it is, yeah. Ah, okay. And the passage just continues northeast then. Appear to yeah.
Malcolm, if we had some food, I think these fellas are not too, not very aggressive. I we have some food. Um, maybe I'll just throw my pack on the ground and then you, uh, you know, give them a day's work, and then I want to go into the water after the fryer. Okay, so um, you throw your pack on the ground. You see them sort of walk up, and they sort of like again. They sort of like poke it with the stick end of their spears, as they're not really sure what it is. Eventually, they sort of pour it open, and they're like they pull out some of your like rations, and they're like, <laughs> and then again, there's some excited discussion as they like realize, oh, this is obviously food. There's a bit of sort of pushing and shoving as like they're trying to get to the food, and they're sort of chowing down on it. Yeah, I'm gonna go up. I'll go up to them. I'll go up to them cautiously. Uh, and, and like show the food and go to eat the food make sure I'll, I'll take a non-threatening sort of approach okay no problem so you move up so we know I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, the token for uh, Brother Lomas visible again just for the moment just for convenience's yeah. sake so like so that uh, Darren can see what's going on um, so you're so as you're doing that, obviously, Malcolm, you walk back past Weimar. You're heading to the the stream. Weimar, are you doing anything at the minute? I, uh, well, I was going to get into the water immediately, but then uh, I realized that we're we're going to do something with the inhabitants here. But that seems resolved and. Um, Malcolm, have you indicated in, in a fairly <laughs> clear way that you have a plan? I guess I'm kind of <clears throat> nodding for you to stay here and make sure Leo doesn't start World War Two, and then I will take care of the friar and we'll come back. Okay, so I guess there's uh, there's a moment where we we're both looking at the river. We we look at each other. You nod, I nod, I turn away. <laughs> And uh, yeah, what what I'll do is I'll sort of inch a little bit closer to Leo, just sort of back him up. Okay, that's absolutely fine. So for a moment, we are going to skip over to... We're going to jump back a few moments and we're going to skip over to Brother Lomas and what happened to him. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and effectively cut and paste your character into a uh, into a new location I'm not sure if that'll work because it looks like I might have to drag it so apologies if your your vision goes a little bit skew-whiffed for the moment so I'm going to drag you across quite a large map but you will get there don't worry Okay, now I'm not sure if your um, your screen automatically moves to centre you on your character, Darren? No, no, no. Okay, so I'm going to jump across to that position, so apologies for anyone who can't see what's going on. I can't see in a minute. Uh... You can't see. Okay, that's odd. 
It might have been me trying to move around the map when you tried to move me. I don't know if that's how it works. Well, what I'm going to suggest at this point is I'll suggest we have our our sort of five ten minute break here. I'll sort out the the vision on Brother Lomas. Then we'll come back in five or ten minutes and we'll carry on. Does that sound all right for everybody? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll be so back in a minute. Back in five minutes. Okay, Darren. So the the area that I've uh, I've sort of pinged you all to, I presume you can't see anything still. Uh, no. Am I? I okay. I so with, with your selection, if you drag a, if you select and sort of drag a rectangle over this area, it should yep. reselect your character, and then you should be able to see. Yep. Yeah. Lovely. I so. Yeah, I think it was just because you clicked on something else, so you didn't have your character selected when I moved uh, them. Oh, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you, you can take in the majesty of that uh, that, that mushroom enclave before we. Uh, okay. uh, and what we'll do is we're going to switch to you for a little bit. I'll tell the others because obviously you guys can all effectively move each other's tokens if you needed to. I'll tell the others to like select a rectangle as well, so they'll be able to see like, what's going on. Oh, okay. So obviously the water was going east to west or that way. Yeah. Yeah, it start it started off on the um, the east and it was flowing to the west. Yeah. Okay. And I've just gone through sort of dark. Yeah, you've under you've, caves. Yeah, of. you've basically been Popped jostled up. along in. Now, luckily for you, because you were holding a crystal, that's waterproof. So you've oh, okay. so you've actually been able to like see the journey as you've gone. Whereas if you had a torch, it would have gone out straight away. Yeah. So so you've basically seen that you've been jostled through some sort of underground like narrow passage where you need getting not have taken any damage but you need getting like knocked off rocks and you're having to sort of like try and like dodge stalagmites while holding your breath and whatever and you're just about to to sort of like oh I'm in trouble here like I can't hold my breath much longer when suddenly you see like light up ahead and you're able to like <gasps> out of the water and then obviously when everyone else gets back I'll describe the the, the bounteous grotto that meets your gaze and and now uh, am I still travelling at some sort of speed at this point? Or I'm going to assume at this point, if you wish, you can have like scrambled over to the bank so you can like, pull yourself okay. out. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll go with that then. Okay. Cool.
you uh, just have a bad night then last night, John? Or yeah, my um, I, I don't know exactly what caused. It. I mean, I I, f I finished um, playing Johannes's mummy game at about like half eleven. I, no I normally take about an hour to get to sleep, so I, I stayed up half an hour with like the missus. Went, oh, sorry, on a second, I should shut this door, we're getting a lot of noise. But yeah, I basically um, stayed up half an hour, um, went to bed, did a bit of reading for a while. Took me about an hour to get to sleep. And then, I don't know what, why, so I don't remember like waking up or anything, but um, my my sleep apnea thing, it measures like how much like deep sleep you get. Like, so when you turn it off in the morning, it's like, you've got so many hours of like deep sleep. So, although I don't remember waking up, I woke up feeling like tired AF. And when I checked it, it was like, oh, you've got like one, two hours of sleep. So I don't know whether there was like a noise outside or something. And I woke up a bit, but not enough to like actually be aware of it. Because um, Hannah said she like heard me like tossing and turning all night. So um, I, I don't know no. what it, I don't know what it was, but I just had like a couple of hours of sleep. So I woke up like in desperate need of coffee. <laughs> basically so, so how does it tell between sort of low sleep and I, I, I believe it's to do with the um, something to do with like your breathing I, I believe oh, so how you breathe yeah because you'll see like breathing in and out and I believe your breathing's like different when Slows you're in like, down. deep sleep yeah because um, what mine does is um, it starts off with just like a very gentle like flow of air so it doesn't like keep you awake when you're getting to sleep and then when it registers your breathing's changed and you're going into deeper sleep it like ramps up the airflow a bit hmm to sort of try and like combat the sleep apnea, it's, 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 it's a cool bit of kit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool bit of kit. But uh, like I said, I've no idea why I had such a poor night's sleep. I just every now and I mean, it's it's a lot better since I've had my sleep apnea machine. But just every now and then, I get like a really dire night's sleep, and just wake up feeling like I've not slept at all. So I wonder if that happens to other people, and obviously because they're not recording it, and that they don't. Yeah, pro probably. It. I mean, I I only really noticed it and got diagnosed because I was just waking up every morning feeling like I'd not slept. Mm. And I was like, well, I know I went to bed. I know I went to sleep as far as I was concerned. Went to the hospital and they, they gave me loads of... Um, they gave me like a... It's basically like a, a box with like electrodes and whatever and you, you tape them on yourself. You do a couple of nights sleeping with that and that sort of registers like how much like deep sleep you're getting mm. and like how, how many times your breathing's interrupted and like my doctor like as soon as he took it like the amount of like interrupted breathing i was getting he was like y yeah we need to sort you out like rapid hmm. so they um they, they sorted me out um one of these sleep apnea machines it's a bit awkward getting used to it at first cause it's like sleeping with a mask on is mm. a bit weird and whatever but yeah yeah it's you know it's one of them things it's a lot better i mean i'm, I'm hoping if i now i'm now i'm sort of trying to like do a bit of calorie counting like shift a few of the pounds i'm hoping that should make it a bit easier but um you know, you just got to take it each, each day as it comes, haven't you? Really, it's all you can do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. I'm, I mean, it's it's not good, but it's interesting at the same time. Uh, I do wonder if that's something that people get naturally, just once in a blue moon, and that's why they wake up so tired or something. It's just a bit of a one-off. Yeah, well, from from what I understand, what they told me, what causes it is um, when you're asleep, the um, like the soft sort of tissue like around your throat, it. Um, because obviously there's you're not sort of like yeah it's it sort of like softens up and like relaxes when you sleep and if it relaxes too much it can like block your airway briefly so like you, your brain and your automatic processes go oh wake up. your airflow is restricted i best wake you up and like deal with that and it doesn't wake you up fully but it wakes you up enough so you sort of go take a deep breath yeah. and you start going back to sleep again 
and but it's enough to wake you up. Yeah, it's enough to take you out of that like sort of like REM sleep. So even though as far as you're concerned you've had a night's sleep you wake up just feeling like you've not slept at all because you've not got the deep sleep mm. that you need yeah because I mean that's I mean I've done some not intensive but some research on snoring and you yeah. know that can add the same thing yeah the, um, the throat and the but ba- yeah basically if you if you snore like a lot and loudly you've probably got at the very least a mild case of sleep apnea because mm. that's one of like the symptoms of it but yeah I mean I know that can also be affected by weight and yeah oh yeah of course it can yeah i mean don't get me wrong if I, if I was like a few stone lighter it'd be a lot it'd be a lot less and i'm trying to get to there but as the doctors say they're like that's not something you can do like that so oh, no, in no. in the meantime you need to get some sleep so like take this oh, yeah yeah and sometimes it doesn't resolve the issue either. yeah i mean i mean don't get me wrong i'm pretty sure mine's like um exacerbated by my weight but there are like people who are like a lot thinner than me who like suffer from it mm. oh yeah no, oh, no, no, no! I just meant from a snoring point. Oh of yeah, view. yeah. I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm sure if no, I was like a few stone lighter, it'd be a lot better. And I, I'm, I'm trying to do that, but um, the, in the meantime, the sleep apnea machine's sort of helping for the most part. Like I still have the odd one or two bad nights, but it's a lot less than I was having without it. Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's good at least. Mm-hmm. Right. I know that if I um, if I. Uh, have a good few beers or something like that. I'll um I'll uh, sleep worse and there be I'll be snoring and all that. Yeah, that's and that's and, the and same when thing, I if right? I yeah if I put on if I put on weight and I'll get more heartburn, more snoring, yeah. worse sleep. So yeah, you're absolutely right. If you if you drunk loads, it does make it worse. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think I think maybe that's the relaxation thing again. It, it, it does just... depend on what type of snoring you got, because mine's all yeah. nasal. Yeah. Because of my dodgy nose. Yeah. So it don't really help. It's nothing to do with drinking. Nah. No, mine's. Drink, so. I think mine well, comes more from the wait, throat. Yeah. Wait, if, it if it's more that. from sort of like that, then mm. it, it's more likely to be sort of like a sleep apnea style thing. Whereas, like you say, if it's more sort of nasal, not so much. Mm. From what I understand, but obviously I'm no expert. But, I just know what they've but, told me. Yeah, I have. I have found it. Well, I thought it helped when I lost some weight, but I'm not convinced it did actually. Um, All right, we seem to have lost Johannes in the Zoom. Can well, I he said on. Uh, he did ping there to say yeah, that his yeah. PC was acting up. All oh, right, okay. He's going to try and reboot. Yeah, we'll give him a few minutes. Sorry, I've had to shut down my Facebook because like, my computer's struggling a bit with like, all the windows I've got open. So, but yeah, if he if he posts anything again, let me know, guys. We'll give him a few minutes and then we'll. Yeah, it's just in the Zoom chat there. All right, okay, cool. Well, in fact, what we may as well do is we may as well start off because we're obviously we're covering um, what's happened to Brother Lomas, so Weimar's not directly involved in that. So now I'm assuming that uh, Colin and uh, yourself, um, Rob, you you can't see anything on the area that I've pinged at the minute that I've sent no, you to. So, so basically, <laughs> if you if you drag and select a rectangle over this area. It should select Brother Lomas's token, and then you should oh, be able to see. Yeah. Just so you guys can sort of like watch what's going on. Okay. Okay. So, Brother Lomas, you are swept through this underground river, as I was just saying to you, because you're holding one of these crystals, which obviously, unlike a torch, doesn't go out when it's put in water. You are you can actually see as you're being swept along this sort of 
underground like cavern passageway you're being jostled by rocks you're trying to like dodge stalactites it seems to go on for ages and just when you get into the point where you're like i, I can't hold my breath much longer because there's no like air or anything for you to go up into you see a light above you and you sort of like grab onto like the the sort of bank of this stream and emerge spluttering and coughing into a large cavern lit eerily by the the purple light of your crystal and you can see there are many species of gigantic brown mushrooms growing in this cavern and as you sort of emerge spluttering from the water you can see what appeared to be a number of large sort of species of fungus you think at first but then you notice they appear to have arms and legs and they appear to have like a rough sort of face just below the cap of the mushroom and they appear to be moving around the cavern like tending to the more normal mushrooms in here you know sort of like occasionally moving a bit of the soil or sort of like picking a few of the mushrooms etc they don't really appear to be paying you any great degree of attention as you sort of emerge coughing and spluttering out this yeah. um this bit you can see here this sort of circular bit as you look up you can see that's actually like a, a hole in the ceiling and there appears to be like another sort of like bit of the cave beyond that similar to where we came down yeah previously yeah. yeah only this time you're at the bottom looking up yeah yeah okay um yeah i mean i shall obviously grab onto this sort of southern edge as it were um anything that i can grab hold of and, and try and drag myself out yeah that that's not a problem you manage to drag yourself out of the stream and like I say, these um, these sort of like mushroom-like creatures don't really appear to be paying you any particular attention. They're just getting is, on with the business. Is there any other light source other than the purple light that sort of I'm giving off? Or there does not appear to be no. Right. And do they seem to have detected the light, or do they seem to be sort of oblivious? Yeah, yeah, they seem to be oblivious. They're not really paying any attention to it. And then after you've been sort of like looking around for like a few minutes, and you're catching your breath, etc., scoping out the cave, you gradually become aware of this sort of like, it's weird, it's like a, like a murmuring, like you're hearing like a conversation from down the end of a long corridor, but it's not a sound, you can like somehow hear it inside your own head, and then as you spend a few more minutes there, it gradually resolves itself into like a number of voices, all sounding very similar, all being very slow and ponderous without a great deal of expression in and they're all saying things like till the soil mind the crop pluck the fruit till the soil water the crop are ah, you back with us johannes excellent yeah yeah my computer is falling apart but Okay. We're here for the moment. Are you um are you back in a foundry or uh, I um let's see loading 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 okay oh here we go I'm back in okay so let me just ping this area again well it's it's loading the map still but yeah no yeah. problems let me know when you load it up. And we've just been dealing with what's been happening with Brother Lomas after yep. a stream expedition. Yep, here we are, back in. Okay, so if I sort of 
ping this area. I'm assuming you can't see anything at the minute? Nope, darkness. Okay, so where I've just pinged, if you select and drag a rectangle over roughly that area, it should select Brother Lomas's token. And then once you've done that, you'll be able to see what's going on, just so you can like, see what's going on rather than sitting looking at a blank screen. Excellent. So I was just scrubbing to Brother Lomas. He's, he's dragged himself out of this stream into this cavern, which is dark apart from the light of his purple crystal. And it's full of these strange, like, ambulatory mushroom men who are moving around, tending to all these more normal mushrooms. And as he's there, he's first of all heard this murmur, like, inside his head. And as a few minutes have passed, it's resolved into voices, which are very ponderous and slow. And they're just saying things like, till the soil, water the crop, pick the fruit, clean the fruit, pick the soil, mind the crop. That sort of thing. But it's only in my head, it's not... Yeah, it's not an actual sound, it just... It, yeah. it appears like you're hearing it in your head, as I've said. Mm, okay. Um, well, obviously, conscious that I'm on my own at the moment, um, I'm going to start to sort of try and head in this direction to see if if I can see a, a, a way back to where my were you, you can't see any obvious way back the way you came um, as you're glancing around the cave looking for a way out basically you can see on the level that you're on there is a, a passageway sort of in this direction um, obviously there's the hole in the ceiling here yep. where, where the cave continues beyond that and there's another sort of passageway that seems to run below that sort of upper level that sort of heads off in this direction. Okay. Um, um, is the stream running just as fast as previously? I mean, yes, am, I is, in, yeah. am I in the same situation trying to get across the stream? The, the, the stream's a little narrower here, so you won't have to make a roll to cross it, but it is oh. still running pretty fast. Okay. Well, I'm going to... Yeah carefully um, cross the stream over about this point. Okay, not a problem. As you move over past the large patches of brown mushrooms, you can see a couple of patches of what look to be sort of like red, almost like finger-shaped sort of funguses growing hereabouts. And obviously you can see the hole in the ceiling as I've described here. The, the mushroom men, for want of a better term, don't seem to pay you any any particular mind they're like continuing with their gardening for want of a better term they appear to be like caring for these like crops of mushrooms and again you can hear this constant sort of like telepathic droning in your head but it just appears to be them sort of like describing what they're doing all right and these other figures sort of to the north from where i am are they similar are they sort of they're they're on the upper level um, you you can't really tell at the moment. You can just sort of like see that there is something there in the light of your crystal, but you'd need to actually sort of like get a bit of a better look. So, so I could go underneath that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm gonna see if there's a a sort of tunnel that goes back to the east, back like I say to where my colleagues I'm thinking might be. Okay, now this tunnel here appears to head off to the northeast. It's not going in exactly the direction you want, but it is going vaguely in an eastern direction. And you're just about to maybe think about going in that direction 
when you're about to be joined by a second party. So just give me a moment. So I've got to be able to find Markham and drag him over. Okay, so Malcolm, I've dragged your token into the the mushroom cave. Hopefully, you'll be able to see that. I can, yeah. So if you click, if you click on your character, it'll sort of like default to your sort of mode of vision. So you're just about to potentially walk up this passageway, Brother Lomas. When again, you hear a you hear a sort of coughing and spluttering because you've been using dark vision, Malcolm. You've seen pretty much the same thing as you were swept down this uh, this passageway. Uh, You've splashed out and dragged yourself up onto the bank of the stream. And as with Brother Lomas, you found yourself in this mushroom grotto, for want of a better term, with these strange fungoid figures moving around, tending to them. And again, after a few minutes, you slowly become aware of this, like, these te this telepathic choir of droning voices describing the seemingly mundane tasks of uh, caring for these mushrooms. I'll rush over and and help him out. Yeah, no problems. Make sure he's all right. How's it going, brother? <laughs> you crazy fool! <laughs> <laughs> you should never have come after me. Uh, we have to stick together. Um, Weimar will look after Leo, and we'll they'll wait for us on the far side. Um, uh, is there any way back? Uh. Not through the water, I don't think it's, it's the current is too strong. Um, I was just about to explore to the northeast. Um, these mushroom looking creatures at the moment seem to be, you know, not interested in us whatsoever. Um, and there is a hole in the ceiling similar to the one we came down. Um, back at the cave entrance okay but again there seems to be some figures walking about up there okay uh, can i see them any better with my dark vision john or are they still just you can indeed see them better with your dark vision so as you're looking you can see what appeared to be two what look like human corpses however they're standing upright on the edge of this hole in the ceiling and you can see that there appeared to be strands of like fibrous growth sort of like all through their muscles and the bones that are showing and there's random bits of like mushrooms and fungus like sprouting on their bodies but they appear to just be sort of standing there with like a vacant expression on their face like so okay okay i don't think we should go up there um and i don't think we should stay here with in the the mushroom farmers and um, let us check out this passage and yeah, be on a, our way before anyone there was a passage to, to the northeast but i'm yet to explore okay okay so i'm going to move you guys up a little bit further so you're not under the the sort of overpass so to speak 
So as you move further upwards into the passage heading northeast, you can again see more sort of fungus growths in this narrowing passageway. There is another of these mushroom men sort of tending to them. There's a patch of the, the red fungus beyond and standing next to it is another one of these sort of like zombie-like mushroom infested creatures just sort of stood there like slack jawed sort of staring into nothingness okay it's not making any sort of movements towards us as the light approaches or nope it doesn't appear to react at all hmm. and as you move closer to it like the sort of telepathic voices of the other mushroom men fade away and you've just got the the one voice you presume of this mushroom man but again it's just saying things like you know like tend the crop water the fruit what do you make of this malcolm do you think we can get past this strange looking creature i think we should try without causing offense and um, but keep your keep your staff ready and i'll have my sword ready and hmm. um, And so I'm, I'm basically going to try and hug the east sort of wall of this passageway and see if we can find any way that sort of goes around to the east. Yeah, feel free to move yourself, guys. So I'll just move up past this. Yep, so as you continue moving down the passageway, you see more of these fungus zombies, for want of a better word. Again, they're sort of standing there like slack-jawed. They don't appear to react to your light from the crystal or make any move towards you, hostile or otherwise. They seem entirely unaware of your presence. But now you can see them a bit closer. You can see they are they are actually obviously like dead humans that appear to have these fibrous like mycelium growths through them, uh, which are sort of sprouting random patches of fungus and mushrooms all across their bodies. Do they look... Um... Is their gear and clothes modern, or do they look like ancient, or...? They, they, they look like they're quite ancient. Okay. And you can see that like, in a lot of places, like, the actual, what would have once been, like, muscle fibre appears to have actually been, like, replaced by these sort of, like, fungoid growths, as though, sort of, like, as the bodies decayed, the, the sort of mushrooms that are infesting them have sort of grown in to replace them, to allow them to keep moving. Okay. Do they seem to have eyes of a sort? They don't. No. Hmm. Okay, so I guess we'll keep moving past them. Yeah, I shall continue to follow closely behind. Okay, not a problem. So you enter into... Uh, another branch in the cave system one going to the, the northwest one continuing to the east now I'm going to pause there for a few moments we're going to nip back to Leopold and Weimar so just give me a moment guys so I've pinged the area that Leopold and Weimar are in if you can't see if you can't see at all if you drag like a big rectangle sort of centred on this area it should, cool. it should select your characters and obviously anyone who's not involved you can do likewise and select one of the characters and you'll be able to see what's going on so right so 
my token is in in the mushroom area. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so if you just, I've been using yours, so you just use yeah. mine, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, moved, I've, I've, I've moved the wrong bloody token, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really matter. They both look very similar, to be fair. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's because of the pur- it's because of the purple light. It's like sort of moved out, like some of your characters. It's all right. Yeah, it's, I, will, <laughs> I will sort it out. Just give me a problem because otherwise it'll it's just like when the darkness falls it's just like indistinct <laughs> it's it's mere malcolm in, in the dark of the night everyone is the same mm-hmm. except malcolm has dark side and that's very useful okay just give me a moment all right so there's Weimar back when he gets there Um, we've still got this peasant dude. That's Gordon. Gordon, yeah. And then again, that's Malcolm moved over. What are you thinking, Weimar? What do you think? These uh, fellas... I'm, I'm thinking uh, Malcolm and, and the friar might be gone. Well, you see, Malcolm seemed like he had... I didn't see the friar go, and then Malcolm jumped in the water. Mm-hmm. And I keep looking back at these fellas, watching them chow down. I mean, he's got these these folks seem pretty simple, not much of a problem. Mm-hmm. If we we don't rile them up, I think you know they they're just basic folk. But uh, did did Malcolm say anything to you? Do you know what he was? What was he thinking? He, he, he was going after the friar. I was going to do it myself because I, I almost saved him, but then the current took him. So, uh, John, on that topic, which way does it flow? It flows from east to west. East to west, okay. So you think, Leopold, we should try and circle around, go forward, see... If there's a way towards whatever destination the water has. Yeah, so head up this rise and to the north, follow mm-hmm. the. Yeah, whilst these fellows are, are busy. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, go for it. We're not in combat rounds or anything. Right, yeah. yeah. So I'll. If. I'll make sure that Sinclair comes with us. Yeah, that's um, fine. I'll, I'll pick up the pack, give them a bit more food. They they, they grunt appreciatively. And uh, step away and we'll head up. Oh, you haven't got any light, have you? Uh, I'll, light the, I'll light the lantern so mm-hmm. that these guys can see. Okay, so you're holding the lantern, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, could give the lantern to uh, our new torchbearer. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say he he just got promoted to torchbearer. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Just give me a second, and I will. Uh, I'll put a uh, a light source on him. So you feel a little bit bolder with the light. It normally encourages you human folks in the dark if you've got a light. Gordon Sinclair. Be careful with that lantern, Gordon. Sorry. Lanterns don't come cheap. Oh, yes, of course. And uh, he lights the lantern, so hopefully you can now see. Your life may depend on it. You don't have the eyes of the dwarf. Rising up. <laughs> he, 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 he sort of not nods, although he doesn't really seem to get the reference you're making. But he like he takes the lantern very carefully and he he holds it up, shining the light out. As you're doing that, you see eventually the um, the sort of cavemen like people. They've they've got the rations that you've given them. They seem to they seem to sort of like, they, they look in your direction a bit and then they start heading off, so like towards the stream. They're going on a bear hunt. They're not scared. And you watch as they very athletically jump over the stream. They've got big bows. Well, they've got big spears. Spears. And they're sort of heading off. Yeah, you'd think that the if side. they live here, the one thing they do know is how to not get swept away. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm not convinced they know there's a bear down here yet. They're about to find out though. Okay, so what are you guys doing? Uh, I mean, let's head to the north, I think. Yes. Let's. Feel free to move yourselves. Yeah, we're inching along. Now, yep. is this something you can navigate the the rocks here? Yep, you can move around the rocks. That's fine. The but there is just like a wall here. So like... yeah, yeah. I I just realized that as as the um the light hit it. Okay. Is that sh what is that stuff? What is that? The um, the the dots on the ground. Yeah. It's basically an area of extremely unstable rock. So there's like a lot of rubble and stuff like that on the floor. So like you know, you're having to like be very careful with your footing. You wouldn't like to try and like run through this corridor. Put it is that it, way. Is it super dodgy? It, it's it's unsteady footing. Put it that way. Okay. Right. Is it is there an incline? Or? There's a very slight incline. Yeah, but it's very okay. shallow. So I propose we uh, we just walk very slowly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll, oh. we'll we'll put the the lights here, see where we're going. Cause okay, so as to... you continue moving down the pasture, as you get near to the end of the, the area of rubble, you can see what appears to be a dead horse with sort of like mm -hmm. a few like blood splatters around it, sort of lying on its side on the floor of the cavern. Um, as we get closer, is there... Like, 
describe the intensity of the death thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like, oh boy, it's been here for two weeks? <gasps> it, it's or... it's pretty it's pretty ripe, to be honest. It's it's been here a little bit. One, maybe a d6 roll, why more? Okay. As you're sort of getting closer. Okay, you're getting closer. You notice that the, although it's, it's not like rotten, rotten, like it's been here for like years, but it's like obviously mm -hmm. been here for like at least a few weeks. But as you get closer, you notice it's got a strange sort of like almost desiccated, slightly shriveled look to it, and you can see like there's a very small splatter of like blood next to it, mm -hmm. but like. Nowhere near as much blood as like there'd be in an entire horse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Leopold, uh, it's it's old, so maybe there's nothing around that would have had a hand or a claw in this. But mm -hmm. I suppose just let's let's be on our guard anyway. Yep. As okay. As yeah, as let's 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 see what this okay. horse situation is. As you as you continue towards the horse, from somewhere up towards somewhere northwards, although again it's difficult because of the echoes, you hear the following sound. Okay, some kind of chirping. Mm -hmm. Okay, small animals of whatever kind lives here. Okay, I wonder if they're going to be scared of the lights. Probably because they live here, right? So yeah. Yep. Should be able to scare them away. Push comes okay. to start, shove. Okay, let me take a look at this horse here. Okay, so I'll, I'll take a peek at the. Like, what's the situation? Has someone been eating it? Is it okay? As you look at as you look at the horse, you can see it's pretty intact, although desiccated, mm -hmm. and there's like a lot of sort of roughly like fist-sized sort of like wounds dotted across it. And as you look at it, it's like the body has been almost entirely drained of fluids to the point where it's almost like mummified, for want of a better term. So something's drained it. This looks like someone's been trying to make dried rations out of a horse, an entire horse, without skinning it. That's certainly one interpretation. And what's the what, what's the situation with the wounds? Because um, like this is the size, right? Are they are they deep? Is it surface? scratching or? they don't appear to be very deep they're, they're they're quite sort of shallow there and as you look closer and you can see you see the actual wounds sort of like around the area you can see that it actually looks as though like the in the center of the sort of like the fist size wound mm -hmm. there's like two tiny sort of like puncture oh, marks aren't your words mm -hmm. so does it I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of like analogies but w would it be uh, comparable to some kind of if this is the the shape of it the whole thing it, w it would be be thinking of leeches 
it's, it's not really like a lamp ring. It basically looks yeah. as though something sort of like clamp something with like a mouth that's like fist size yeah. as like clamped onto it. Yeah. Sort of like punctured in with like its two teeth. Then when mm-hmm. it's pulled out, it's ripped out the chunk of flesh. Right. But yeah, the okay, yeah. but the puncture yeah. wounds go from the fangs go like a bit deeper than the sort it's of surface. It's like draining wound. something's draining the blood. There's not enough blood. They they they're like sucking the blood. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of it in a horse. Okay. And it, and it looks like all dried out, like it's had it sucked yeah. out. Take yeah, it. it should be. Hmm. Is this a subterranean creature that I may have encountered before, or is, is this sort of something that crops up in? Is this? Well, a... you're aware there are species of bat that that drink blood. Um, you've probably not seen any that would leave like a sort of fist-sized wound in something, but no, right? That's, yeah, that is a bit weird. Does the wound look like a bite? Like there's other like ripped out teeth marks and stuff. Yeah, as I was saying, it looks as though something. If like my arms, the sort of yeah. course, it looks as though something's bitten on. A proper bit. It's the fangs there have like gone in deep, yeah, and then yeah. when it's pulled out, it's like ripped a chunk out. Like a, um, like a big cat. Probably not big enough to be like a big cat, but um, bigger than you'd expect from like a normal sort of bat. Yeah. Maybe one of these. Uh... I mean them them cave folk if they get if got if they got nasty maybe, but they didn't really have big teeth or nothing, did they? And there's a weird noise. Uh, right, so. Hold steady. I'll I'll take a look. Just a peek around the corner here. Ah, well, it turns out not a corner. Okay. So this continues downward, I guess. If I'm that's, correct, that's correct. Yeah. 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 There's more blood here. So, should we head this way? Because that is where... Hmm. Yeah, well, let's see. Over in this direction, it looks like the wall of the cave to the, to the east. Indeed, mm. and you, uh, hopefully now, Leopold, you can see that sort of like green icon that's over to the east. Oh yes, sort of here. Now, as you're looking at that, you can see that the the cave sort of passage there appears to slope upwards, and at the end of a long passage, you can just see what appears to be the sky. Oh, I think the way out's over there, Weimar. Hmm. You can see the sky. Well, that that would explain how the horse got to be in here. Yes. Okay, well that is good to know. Uh, we, uh, I, I suggest we use that 
if we need if yeah. wh whatever did this I don't know. If, it's, if it's more difficult than a cat maybe let's let's try a different route maybe use that exit uh, but uh, shall we take a look around here Gordon is this where you came in he says, uh, "He says no. Uh, I came in from uh, this direction, and he sort of points off down the the passageway. Oh, and he said, he says, oh, there's another, there's another dead animal there. I think it's a deer, in the same state as that.' And he sort of like toe pokes the horse. Yeah, let you, me take a look. Did you hear this noise before, Gordon? He says, "Yeah, but I, I just moved through the area quickly. I didn't see anything." Yeah, and as you're moving over towards the deer, why am I? You can see it's in pretty much the same state as the horse. Mm. Chunks taken out of it, and all the fluids appear to be drained out of it. There's a small spattering of blood next mm -hmm. to it, and you can see like a few sort of droplets, like here, here, and here. But it's like just like a few like tiny little droplets. Yeah. What about yeah. if this wizard? This could be something to do with a guy from the town. Could he be? coming out here and um well who knows what his deal is uh maybe okay so guys whilst you're having a bit of a think about what you're doing mm -hmm. we're going to jump back to to team mushroom team mushroom <laughs> go team mushroom as soon as i can how do i sign up to that team i want to be there that's <laughs> it man you got to drink the special tea. One mushroom. Three, two, one. Mushroom. Okay, oh, so I've, I've pinged towards the area. Again, if it goes dark, if you drag a rectangle out, roughly where I've pinged, you'll select one of the characters and you'll be able to see what's going on. Okay. So we've got past the last of what we can see at the moment of these creatures, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> he shoots his spores. Nice. <laughs> And, and again, you are likewise moving into an area of sort of rubble-covered floor. The the footing's very unsure around here. You're having to be like very careful. Like if you were running through here, you'd be at risk of like falling over or sort of potentially doing yourself a mischief on the very loose sort of rocks and rubble that are covering the floor here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, I kind of want to move forward relatively yeah. quietly. Yeah, yeah. I shall slowly, carefully follow behind. That's fine for it to move yourselves. Okay. Um, do I see any tracks or anything that to indicate <clears throat> anyone has kind of used this recently? Make me a tracking roll. Tell me if you succeed. There's no modifiers. Yes, I have succeeded. Okay, so you can see evidence of what looks like a small group of people, uh, roughly sort of like humanoid, roughly humanoid, you know, like two feet, etc. From the sort of depth of the impressions, they're probably sort of normal, sort of human size. Maybe like four or five of them have sort of moved through this area, heading in this direction. Okay. And do they look like they're wearing shoes or are they bare feet? No, they're bare feet. Okay. 
And would I know it? Would I seen enough of it in the Andertals to be confident that it's their tracks I'm seeing? Yeah, you you think it's pretty likely, unless like some of the barefooted people have come through here, it's probably them. Okay. Right. And as I move across the, this passageway, what's that passageway look like? It appears to be a small winding passageway, just like a little it's a very narrow sort of like little like almost crevasse in the wall, like a little sort of inlet. Okay. Uh Stay here for a moment, brother, while I uh, investigate this crevice. Um, oh. and I, well, I shall just stand in the entrance. Just I'll move in far enough to see what happens. Okay. I'll just stand there in the entrance. Okay. Okay, no problems. So, as you move into that area, presumably moving quite quietly, can you make me a one of your move silently rolls? Quiet as a mess. Okay, no problems. Stood in there, you can see what appears to be a human skeleton standing upright, wearing tattered clothes, and holding a rusty weapon. Okay. It does not appear to have spotted you because obviously you're moving quietly. Okay, so I would like to sneak up behind it. Okay, that's fine. You've got your you've got your success so you can easily do that. Okay. Sorry, I seem to have put him inside some wall that I shouldn't have done. Can you move him back? Yeah in? of course I can, no problems. Perfect. Okay, so I will uh, yeah, I'm just really going to try and just chop him in half with my scimitar. Go for it. <clears throat> okay, so. With an eight, that's not enough, unfortunately. So as you... As you attack this creature, your scimitar sort of rattling down the, the bones of it. It turns around and you can see this dull green glow in the eye sockets. And its jaw clacks open, no sound emerges. And with jerky, uncoordinated movements, it lashes out at you with the, the rusty sword that it's carrying. Luckily for you, the the blade, the rusty sort of pitted blade, glances off your armor. Okay, that is lucky. Uh, so once again, I want to swing back. Go for it. Fifteen. Okay, this time you do hit it, and as you hit it with your scimitar, it basically explodes in a shower of bones that fall to the floor. Okay. 
Was there gems in the eyes, or was it just like a magical effect? Like like a magical glow, rather than gems. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I will very quickly just conscious that the fire is waiting on me. Have I come to a dead end? You have indeed. Okay. Can I examine the walls and make sure there's nothing funky? You can on? indeed. You don't find anything untoward going on. However, roll me a d20. However, as you're sort of moving across and you move past the the felled skeleton, you can see there is like the the rusted remnant. Because you don't know how long it's been stood there, presumably motionless. There's the rusted sort of like rotted remnants of a a metal clasp leather pouch on its belt. And as you sort of search around in the bones where it's fallen, you find eight gold pieces. Oh, nice. Okay. And then I'll just hightail it back to the fryer. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll just move you back to save having to dodge through there. Okay, cool. So there we go. Okay. <clears throat> Nothing in there but a few gold coins and a now dead skeleton. Uh, shall we proceed? Certainly. Let's see if we can make our way back to our friends. Uh, I'll move up another 30 feet or so. Um, and then, do, do, is there any, there's still the same lot of tracks. Is there any other tracks down here, or is it just the same four humanoids? Just the, just the same four humanoids. Okay, so I'll just move up to the end of the rubble. Ooh, dead deer. Indeed, as you move up to the end of the rubble, you can see what appears to be a dead, desiccated deer lying on the floor okay and uh, be, just beyond that you can see what appears to be the flickering glow of a lantern uh, so I'm guessing we have some sort of calling system that I can whistle in you most certainly can do that's down to you guys I'm quite happy for you to have arranged that you've been adventuring together long enough so I'll give out two sharp whistles to say that it could be us and then okay. see if we get a response back. So Leopold and YMR, you hear the these like the signal, these two short, sharp whistles. Uh I think the answer is something uh, along the lines of a long continuous sound, uh that like starts low, peaks and then like fades out uh, again. Yep, so you receive the appropriate response signal as described like, by Like breaking wind, kind of. <laughs> Just a uh, rise and fall. That's, that's the Leopold method. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Okay. <laughs> and as you're rejoined by your fellows, you see the purple light of the crystal that Brother Lomas is carrying, and they emerge into the same cavern that you're in with the, the desiccated horse and the deer, and the the strange sort of twittering animal like noise from the north. Mm. So ah. I'm glad your way back then. Yes, I'm glad to see you you two gentlemen once again. Um John, this creature that's done the damage well, is that a creature I'd have come across in my hunting time? Romy D six. 
Yes, you're lucky to have survived. Six. Certainly don't need to tell me that. You think from the look of like the, the sort of bite marks, you know, possibly it's some sort of large species of bat. Okay. Mm. Uh, does the horse look like a wild horse, or does it look like a? It has like a saddle and. It looks uh, like a wild horse. Okay. Okay. Uh, so does we... that does that cheering sound sound like bats? Yes. And you haven't worked out which direction. Yeah, it's up that north passage. Uh. I'm disinclined to go up there, judging by the state of these creatures. Well, we found some rather strange uh, walking mushroom men <laughs> in the caverns far fear, to the west. Uh, I fear you may have swallowed a little bit too much cave water there, Brother Lomas. Well, I can assure you, um, I think Malcolm would back me up. They were walking mushrooms. Six walking, foot tall walking mushrooms. Of course there was. Of course there And was. fungus zombies. Uh, oh. Yes, of course there was. Uh, okay, so let's not go there. <laughs> I'll fall into the river again. That's right, Weimar. Let's not go where the walking mushroom men are. That, that's right. <laughs> whether or not, no they, rush. Whether or no not rush. they actually exist. Yes, I mean, no uh, rush. Let's, let's not. Either scenario. <laughs> let's, let's not investigate that further. But, the only uh, thing I would say, guys, is that they were growing an awful lot of different types of mushrooms. Ah, and that's true. You could probably make like... a lot of tea. Mm. Uh, we have an exit over here. Uh, I'll point at the. Okay. So Weimar sort of points in this direction. Okay. Where, you, where as you look past the rocky outcropping, you can see that the passageway does slope up, and you can just see like a tiny sort of like point of like daylight at the end of a long tunnel. Okay. Do we want to? Look at wherever these uh, bloodstains lead. I think we should at least find out what's up there. Whether they're right. bats or. And um, let's be very conscious of the fact that there is, in fact, an exit over here. If it turns out that there's a blood sucking six foot tall mushroom uh, up this way. Okay. Will I try and sneak up and see if I can catch sight of it? If you want to do that, make your make your sneak roll. Super sneaky. Uh, not. Uh, okay, well, move yourself up, because obviously you okay. don't know you've failed the roll. Which one am I? Sorry, am I this one? Sorry. Now, okay. Okay, so as you advance into the, the small cave, again you hear this chittering noise coming from above you, and as you look up, you can see what appears to be about eight large furry bats, like giant-sized bats. Their wings are folded up around themselves, and they appear to be hanging from the ceiling by their feet. Okay. 
occasionally one of them sort of lifts its face a bit and lets out this strange chittering noise. Okay. Probably got sleep apnea, any he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to slowly and super uh, stealthily uh, try and get myself out of the cave. Okay, make another roll. I normally wouldn't ask you for one, but these are bats. Like super sensitive, like hearing is their thing. Sorry, I failed the first one. Oh, you failed the first one. Sorry, yeah, I was. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, in which case, and I, I failed the second one. So, <laughs> in which case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move you back into the cave. That's fine. Yeah. So as you, as you sort of like get to the centre of the cave, you sort of look up, and you you meet the gaze of one of these bats. And as you do, they sort of unfold their leathery wings with a loud flapping and a chittering noise. And the, the cavern is soon full of these furry bodies sort of wheeling around and flying around in the air. I'm going to ask you, can you please roll me a D8? This is to see how many of them attempt to like latch onto you and drain your blood. Oh. Three. Oh, that could have been worse. It could have been much worse. Okay, so let me go for the for the giant vampire bats. So one. Two. Okay, so only one has hit you, and that has done two hit points. Well, my uh, AC is 16, John. Oh, your AC is 16, in which case you're grand. Three of these bats try and sort of latch onto you. They can't get through your armour. You're sort of like forcing them away with your weapons, and they sort of flutter off you, and they're all sort of like wheeling around you. Okay. Uh, so one bat in a muff. Yeah. Uh, so what I want to do is try and... Chop at the nearest one with my sword and then run my 50 feet or my 30 feet to escape. Go for it. Uh, okay. Oh, that's definitely Ooh. it. I'm hoping that's a dead bat. Okay. That is indeed a dead bat. So okay. as one of them flies towards you, its fangs bad. You literally bring your scimitar down, cleaving it in two. Big bat. <laughs> now feel free to move the rest of your move okay i move down there okay so you guys hear this strange sort of like chittering intensifying this flapping of leathery wings there's like a and a, a dull thud and then you see malcolm like hot footing it back out of the the cavern and you can see these like flapping leathery winged bodies like pouring out of the cavern after him but you got the rest of you guys will get to act first so why not what would you like to do i'm going to move the bats into the sort of corridor to show you where they're going yeah okay and uh malcolm is where he is he's, he's running yep 
right well I'll uh, do one two and uh, I'll I'll shout to Malcolm <laughs> like are we leaving no oh, they're only bats <laughs> he says as he's like <laughs> as he runs out of a cave and just like the, the hordes of bat them like pour out after him yeah so <laughs> no they're only bats as <laughs> like, he run past you if you, if you say so uh, I draw my pistol shoot it at uh, this one here nice okay so Obviously, we're using the the old school essentials uh, firearms rules now. So make your attack roll. Okay. Hopefully, this works. I have it on my quick bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is very close, which results in a in a bonus here. So let's see. No, that's a shit roll. Eleven. It is indeed a shit roll. However. <laughs> Because they are, they don't possess firearms, and they're animals. Does your weapon have the panic quality? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. In which case, I have to make a morale check for these creatures. Mm -hmm. As literally, there's this like deafening roar of a black powder weapon as a gangster style. Wamar draws his like flintlock. <laughs> sideways. Fire, fires it sideways. There's this flash of powder. A loud explosion that echoes throughout the caves. A plume of thick, choking smoke that makes it very difficult to see. But I'm going to make a quick roll for these uh, bats. Because obviously they've got very sensitive hearing. They're not a big fan of the incredibly loud banging noises. Yeah, I just realised that's probably a real bad time. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're not loving it, put it that way. I just oh, wondered yeah. if I had to make a morale check, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so that's going to be my excuse. Oh they, man, I failed my morale check. I had to leg it. Sorry, you didn't have to make one. You know what gunpowder is. Yeah, but they might not know the war rolls. They you were notified before. <laughs> I said no one filled in the correct paperwork. I was like, excuse me, unlawful discharge of weapon. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Startled by the explosion of the powder, the bats stream eastwards and out of the, the tunnel leading out of the cave. So they all sort of fly in this direction and go straight out of the tunnel and out into the night air. Nice. Oh. Don't want none of them tangled in my beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. They're all over me. Ah. <laughs> Okay. I think that's probably the best result for like a, a missed roll. Yeah. No, I've seen that's, in the game. That's the primary <laughs> use. I'll say for... black, black powder <laughs> weapons are far better for making people run away than they are for doing any amount of damage. Yeah, yeah. but but the uh, the rules that we're using, uh, the pistol is serious business if it does connect. Uh, it, it will um, ruin a person's day. That, that's the thing. I mean, with a black powder weapon, it's like it's very rare you hit. Mostly, you're just hoping for people to run away. But on that one occasion, you do get like a square shot on someone. They do that damage. Yeah. 
So uh, as as the bats depart, uh, I will immediately set about uh, putting in another shot because I I need that in in my back pocket. That's absolutely fine. You you've got plenty of time. You reload your pistol. How long does it take to reload? Out of interest, I think it's it's a fairly long time. It, it it's a it's about sort of like combat. I mean, oh, I mean in combat. Uh, two rounds. Um, really every second round. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I thought it would, would have been. I remember wrong, but this is new rules, right? So. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Reload. Really uh, it requires a round to load between each shot. Yeah. Okay. So you'd have to fire, spend a round reload, and then fire. Yeah. I think that takes longer in lamentations. It does it? a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what I was remembering. Yeah. 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 It, well, it we takes you out of the co- it basically takes that weapon out of the combat yeah. really you yeah fire and, and what what you do is you you have a bandolier of pistols and yeah, you yeah. walk yeah. and and toss them out <laughs> obviously goes. we're using sort of like the, the the preview firearms rules that gavin norman kindly sent me a copy of yeah. for for osc and i think he's basically trimmed that down a bit just so you can get a bit more use out of them i mean they're still yeah. fairly inaccurate mm-hmm. but at least you're not just sort of like boom Oh, that, that's that weapon gone. Right, I may as well yeah, drop yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Good. Well, that went well. Uh, I say as I reload the pistol. Did you Did you see anything in there, Malcolm, of interest? I seen a bass that were trying to eat me. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> so, so is it? Is there anything in there, John, that would be worth going back for, or go back in and have a look? Okay, yep, so you can go back in, that's absolutely fine. Nothing appears to cause you any problems, there are no more bats in there. However, you can see the the sort of the floor of the cave is coated in a thick layer of guano. Okay. And uh, you can also see the bones of previous meals and things like that in there. So I'm just going to make a roll to see if there's any anything of particular interest in there. And I'm also going to turn this sound effect off because it's going to start getting right on my nerves. <laughs> it's a sound effect on Foundry, John. Yeah. Um, I, I downloaded the, the sound effect and um, it's basically set up so when you have a controlling token that goes into the radius of the cave, it, it plays off. the sound. I, I can set it off manually, right. but obviously for me as well, also whenever I click on a token that's in range of that, it sets the sound effect off as well. Okay, so let me just make this roll. Oh yeah, I see there's a little musical note on uh, Foundry. I'll there. say exactly. So as you're looking around in there, you do find some bones that look vaguely humanoid or perhaps ape-like would be a better description. In amongst the, you poke around in amongst the bones and the the back guano, and you find what appear to be three gemstones, which you show to Leopold, and he says, "Oh, they're worth about ten GP each." Okay. You, you also find a single larger gem, which looks it's got a few flecks of metal around it, like it must have want, and bits of rust, like maybe it was once in like some some sort of jewelry or something, but the metal's like rusted away, and all that's left is the gem. And Leopold like raises an eyebrow when you show him that, and he says, "He's like, that's a good one. It's there's few flaws in it. It's probably worth around about a hundred gold pieces." Okay, nice. We'll put them away. 
But other than that, you don't find anything in there. Okay, where to now, guys? Still no sign of anything. Wizardish. Wizardish. Yeah. But beyond the walking mushrooms. Yeah, let's yeah. take a look around. Well, just for, for for interest, there was another hole that led up to caves above that we came past. Mm. Well, um, from the mushroom cave? Yeah. Similar to the one we came down near the cave entrance. So there is another level we, above. Should we go there then? Well, before we go there, should I just stick <coughs> stick my head outside the cave and see where we where that brings us? Where that is in case it's not what it appears. You know, it, it could always be um you know, like a a little sanctuary. It could you know, it could be a little hidden place where this guy comes to yeah you let's know. definitely have a look anyway you are right or the very least we'll forget our bearings yeah yeah exactly yeah that's so we'll have a mosey up that way john okay so you have a mosey up to the passageway you walk along it for a little bit obviously the whole passageway isn't shown on the map and eventually you emerge into what appears to be uh, another small cave sort of set in the side of the mountains there's a few trees dotted around uh, you don't see any obvious signs of like habitation or anything oh, like okay. that so it seems like a, 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 an alternative escape route or in route depending on yeah and like as you sort of look outside and you can take in the surroundings you can sort of tell like roughly where you are in relation to where you went in so in future if you did want to come in via this you mm -hmm. would be able to find it okay okay cool mushroom caves is there any other uh passageways that we've missed john as we were walking through that we didn't notice but didn't examine i think the the bear well, sus suspected bear lair is the the one that we haven't really gone through, but okay. But I was in that and yeah. I didn't see any. Yeah, any. Uh... Any anything obvious? Mm. Yeah, uh, I think mushroom uh, side path. Okay. Well, to, to give you a very rough description, when you first came into the cave, the cave basically split into two and went east, and then sort of north, and you guys went north. So there's whatever's, okay. there's whatever's to the east is off in that direction. Okay, so there is another bit down there as well, okay. Mm. Do you want to do that bit near the entrance first, or do we want to do the most? Well, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, John, do we reckon we'd be able to get up through that hole that we went past in the mushroom area? How high was it above us? It was only like 10, 15 feet. Yeah, you, with like a decent rope, maybe a grappling hook, you're pretty sure you could... You could probably climb it. I mean, it's a regular walls because it's a cave, so there's plenty of oh, space. Oh, so it's to not just in the middle of a room and there's you know nothing around it. No, no. Oh, okay. Weimar's got a grappling hook as well. Yeah. Oh no, it's just before we went all the way back there and then thought, oh, well, it's twenty foot up in the air, we can't get to. It. Yeah, that's cool. There's another exit to that passageway as well, right? To that cave. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it went to the west, I think, further. So, go back or to the... Uh, another level that you you saw the entrance to in the mushroom cave? Yeah, I'd be inclined to go back because I would suspect that this brand character wasn't coming too deep into the cave. Yeah, yeah it would seem like unless there's something really wrong with him, uh, probably not this deep in. Yeah. It, 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 you don't think he's got anything to do with these mushroom men? Don't think he's doing, you know... I don't know. I, I, I mean, what about the mushrooms that they're they're cultivating? Their mushrooms could yeah. they be? They seem to be tending, tending them in some way. Yeah, more Looking like after them. I think uh, I think they were almost guarding them. I think if you if you try to do anything with those mushrooms, I think they would be alerted and become aggressive. But and the they, that's them. only a theory. What if they work for him? What if they're in yeah. some arrangement? They may do. What do we think he's up to? Isn't well, he? he he has successfully executed a queue in one of the. He's he's somehow ports. drugging or magically controlling the drugging, and therein lies the magic word, Brother Lomas. Drugging. Mm. What if these mushrooms? provide some narcotic effect that he uses against the people of the town. I didn't I didn't recognise the mushrooms in any way, did I, John? You, you, didn't, you, you think that probably what I know is brown cap, they're fairly common sort of mushrooms, although these are much larger than ones you've seen before, but you didn't really stay long enough to like, examine any of the other ones. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was many mushrooms in there, of Potentially different varieties. And there was those red fungus ones as well, right? See. Yeah. My sense is he's a noble and he wouldn't be this deep into the cave. I think we should go well, back to the door. And... Let's go back and let's use a rope as we cross the water. Now, you know there's a bear back there, don't you? No, further back. So what yeah. about if we go out through this door and go back round the front instead of? We could we do that as well and take a look if there's some signs yeah. out of this entrance. Well, that way we can avoid this bear. Mm-hmm. And yeah. go go to the. I mean, that's where you want to go, isn't it? The eastern mm-hmm. passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So exit through the gift shop. Or <laughs> the, the, uh... Stage right. Yeah. Okay, that is not a problem. <laughs> it's like going to Ikea and then going down the little <laughs> s- side chute. Yeah. It's one way only, you can't go that way. Go down a little secret uh, cut through. Don't go against the flow. Okay, that's not a problem. So what I'm going to do is rather than drag your characters across, I'm just effectively going to delete them and then I'll put them back on sort of at the start so it'll all go dark very shortly. <laughs> Hopefully I'll come back as a dry brother, Lomas. 
okay so if i'm correct you're planning on heading out through the nearby tunnel to the small mountain cave and then you're going to make your way overland to where you originally came in is that correct yep and yeah. also as we emerge uh check if there's any signs of activity in in the vicinity of the other entrance okay there doesn't appear to be as far as you can see okay very i think it's unless it's been snowing really heavily around these parts find it interesting that there's nothing here from yon uh people that we gave food to i wonder where they come from oh we've seen where they came in they followed their footsteps mm. Mm. oh right yeah 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 Do you think the cave people dropped in down through the hole? Is that where you found their feet? Footprints? No, we think they came in where the farmer yeah, from... came in. Ah, right. That there's another passage up to the north there. Right. Um... Is the, the Gordon fella, is he keen to get away? I've got to admit, he doesn't seem too, too keen to like venture back into the cave once yeah. he's got out. But um, he does. Well, do you ask? Do you ask him about that, um, Brother Lomas? Yeah, I was. I was basically, you know, as we go outside, I was. I was going to mention to him, you know, would you like to, you know, go he back? says carry our stuff. He says he's like, well, I, I, I can't say I'm, I'm keen to to venture back into those caves, but. Uh, as I've said, I, I I owe you you all my life. So, if, if you think I can help by uh, accompanying you, then then I will do. No, it's fine. It was just if you were looking for work, um, you can you are welcome to join us in New Zealand. Should you require a place to live, he says. Um, well, if it, if it's all the same with you, I'll um I'll stay with you for the moment. I feel a, a lot safer. Being around yourselves, as you can see, I'm, I'm ill armed. Yeah, well, you're more than welcome to join us. Yeah. If he doesn't want to go, if you don't want to go delving into the caves, perhaps you could stay with the horses, ponies, yeah, ponies. Um, y yes, if, if, if you think that'd help. Yes, I would be very grateful if you could mind my ponies. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, he, he sort of um, he says, obviously, so. Do, do you mind if I keep the lantern with me for for when it gets dark? Um, can I leave him a torch instead? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Oh, cross off a torch. I'm leaving that instead. No problems. And you guys make your way back round to the the cave via which you entered. So I'll just ping that area. Hopefully you can all see your characters. Again, you can see the, the drop in the floor, as you saw previously. I'm just gonna sort out Brother Lomas's um, purple glow. 
And again, you see the same hole that you saw previously. You guys, you worked out a method for getting down it, so I'm not going to make you go through all the rigmarole of like getting down that hole again. That's absolutely fine. Okay. And I guess I'll go ahead then and try and find this eastern passageway. Okay, not a problem. This is a here, John, is it? That's the one. Okay. So let me come up here and see. Okay. I, I do love the fact that while Brother Lemus is carrying that crystal, I can sort of see when he's coming onto the bottom edge of the map because everything starts going purple. <laughs> now, southeast or northeast, Leo? you reckon maybe southeast huh yeah i think it south is what i would think that's probably easier to cover the ground and make sure we check everywhere yeah you start picking your way through the the rocky passageway strewn with large boulders getting a little bit tight down here uh, is there any tracks around different down here or is it all just the same kind of layout it's a similar sort of layout it's difficult to find any tracks because there's a it's so rocky and like solid down here however leopold as you sort of move up ahead you can see that in the cavern beyond, which is full of large rocky outcroppings, stalagmites and stalactites, there are a number of what look to be animal and human bones scattered around on the floor amidst the rubble. Any smell of uh, rotting meat or anything like that? Or animal smells like excrement? Or Not, not excrement, but there's an odd sort of like musty sort of odour lingering in the air. Musty. Uh, musty, musty, mouldy, musty. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you've ever smelt like bread that's sort of like just started to go mouldy, that sort of smell. How tall are these rocks in the middle of the room, John? They're they're, they're pretty pretty tall. Um, they're probably about sort of five ten feet tall, like big slabs of rock. Okay. And anything lurking overhead? There's the stalactites. Does there seem to be a source of the mouldy smell at all? Is it? Is it? I know it's a little bit tricky. To, um, it's getting stronger as we're getting nearer. Yeah, it's it's definitely becoming more pronounced the more you move into the into the cave. I've still got mm, I've still got that sacco piss over my head. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's making it a bit difficult for you to like. <laughs> Fully get like the smell because you you mostly smell in your it's own. Kind of mouldy, pissy smell. Yeah, 
it, it basically smells like um, someone's like pissed on you and then shoved like a mouldy slice of bread in your face. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty unpleasant <laughs> and it's it's a bit claustrophobic as well because obviously you're like breathing through ass in sack. Mm. Okay. So I think I would like to creep into the room and try and climb up onto the top of one of these rocks and get some height and see what I can see. Okay, move yourself to where you want to go. Yeah, you can see there's a lot of like large stalagmites here, stalag up from the floor, stalactites hanging down from the the ceiling. Um, at which point, can you make me your move silently roll, please? Are the bones strewn about, John, or are they yeah, like... Yeah, they're, they're scattered about everywhere. Yeah, that's a success. Uh, success. <clears throat> okay, that's absolutely fine. Um... Now, is this one down here, John, is this another passageway? It is indeed. Or does that... Oh, sorry, it doesn't bring... Okay. And this thing here, is this also a tiny passageway? It is a tiny passageway, but it only appears to go to, like, here, and then you can see uh -huh. sort of, like, the wall. Okay. And can I get a sense that the smell is coming kind of north or south of where I'm at? It, it seems to be, like, pretty much in the... emanating from the area you're in. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll... didn't see anything on the floor there, Malcolm, or over on that rock where you are. Don't see any mould there, Malcolm, do you? No. Did I have? Do I have any sense of what killed the animals or where the bones are? As you as you look at the the sort of bones, you can see that many of them bear the marks of like as though something like quite strong as like literally like crushed the bones to like powder. Okay. Like maybe some sort of like high speed impact or something of incredible strength has just like smashed into these bones and like almost sort of like like I say powdered them. That's a bit weird. Mm. No sign, no sign that something dropped on them. Difficult no. to tell because there's bones scattered everywhere. It, it right. could, it could have been, but you look up at the ceiling, you can see stalactites no. hanging down. You can't see anything obvious. No sort of like smashed up stalactites on the floor or anything like Not that. Not as far as you can see. No, there are there are sort of broken bits of rock around, but whether there were once stalactites, it's difficult yeah, to say because there, yeah. there's rubble and rocks everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Mold, moldy smell. Do you guys want to check out that southern passage, and I'll keep watching the big cave? Yeah, I can do. I will yeah. attempt to hop across here. Okay, stop that. I can see some more bones. So, well, before you see those bones, you get to there, Leopold. Uh -huh. And as Leopold sort of creeping his way around to where he is now on the map, where I've moved him to, from the just the other side of the rock that you're on, Malcolm, you suddenly see one of the stalactites appears to sort of like twist itself round. 
so that it's like facing towards Leopold. And as it does, there's like a and a large yellow eye opens in the centre of it. And as you watch what appeared to be a series of thick, rocky tentacles oh, burst out shit. of the the roper towards Leopold. And that is where we're going to end the session for this evening. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you very much for playing, guys. I hope you all enjoyed it. And as the, as the loud screech of the roper and the rushing of its tentacles fade away, we will pick up here next time to see what occurs so obviously we'll dole out xp in a second guys um, but for now i'm just going to thank anyone who's watching this either now or in the future hope you enjoyed the session as much as i enjoyed running it thanks to my wonderful players as always and hopefully we'll catch for the next session in a couple of weeks take care okay so long